0: Well, Fish, this is it. Podcast Palooza. The big stage. You ready? Of course I'm ready. What? Fish, why are you wearing the Meta Mask again?
1: I figured I should keep wearing it, you know, be consistent. I've been wearing it this whole time. Like, why would I take it off?
0: It's, yeah, it's not required for the show, though. And they're, they're not going to know what that is, to be honest, because it's not even a real Meta Mask. Like, that's not what the Meta Mask is. Begin with.
1: It's real to me.
0: alright, I think you should leave that behind and uh and, and we'll go out. You know, we'll go out there, we'll rep for four things. Um, we'll uh we'll bring home the gold. You know what I mean? We'll we'll win this thing. Podcast Palooza, baby. I get it. Alright, G, let's do this. Let's go, bro. Four things, four things. Four things. Oh, it's Four Things, and it's a very special season finale uh, edition of Four Things for season two. Um, we appreciate you for uh, for rocking with the show. Um, we appreciate everybody for checking out what we have going on, whether it's with uh, NFTs or hip hop or pop culture or whatever we do. Um, we have a very special guest, but what I want to do first is I want to bring in somebody who has been... A special addition to the team around here um, throughout pretty much season two and uh, in the new More Things episodes and stuff like that. Um, usually I have the guests introduce themselves and all that, but uh, but to save a little bit of time, I'm just going to say it. It's Tracy. Uh, hey. Tra- Tracy, what's going on?
2: <laughs> hey, hey. I'm so glad to finally be here.
0: Yeah, I know, right? You did all the stuff behind the scenes and now you get to finally step up and, and fill in some time on the show with me.
2: It feels Sounds pretty good about. since it's Friday the 13th.
0: Oh my God. Don't say that because then when they hear this, they're going to be like, it's not Friday the 13th. Okay. This is Friday the 13th right now. But when you hear this people, it'll probably be like Friday the 26th or something like that. I'm just being <laughs> honest. Um, it's, uh, it's because, well, I guess it would be Friday the 27th, twenty. 20- fifth anyways, doesn't matter yeah whatever it just so feels
2: good right now
0: right it feels good at the moment uh but no i one thing that i have is i still have uh when you hear this hopefully you've, you've heard episode three um i have not actually put up episode three yet um sometimes the the space moves fast and catfish has things that he has to do like mow the lawn and um and then he had a bachelor uh bachelor thing that he had to do this weekend so um so episodes are, are running on time for me, but just not on time for everybody. So, um, but besides all that, uh, Tracy, thank you for, uh, for joining me. And one reason why I wanted to bring Tracy on is because she just has a, pro- she just has a project that she just launched that um, is a photography project. And I want to talk to her about that. But before we do that, I want to bring in the guest because I think he knows a thing or two about taking the pictures. Um, Guest, if you could go ahead and let the people know who you are, what you do, why they may know you or why you would want them to know you.
1: Ooh, that's tough. Uh, Let's see, my name's Brian McCarty. I am a photographer known for my work with toys. Spent the last, oh God, more than 10 years uh, working on a project called War Toys, which uh, collaborates with children in war zones, recreating their firsthand accounts through a unique art therapy-based uh, process. I'm now the executive director of a nonprofit organization uh, named after the series, and I'm slowly building it up, even with the craziness of the pandemic.
0: Um, did everybody, anybody ever tell you that you have a radio voice? Uh, I've heard that a few times, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, you'd be perfect for this gig, man. Like, I got to watch out. You're going to come from my spot. Uh, uh, kind of you to say. Yeah. No, Brian, I appreciate you uh, taking the time. I We had Brian on the Blind Box um, about, I think it was about five years ago now. God, it's um, been a while. Like, yeah, the Oh my god. <laughs> oh, my God. Especially when, wait until you get into NFTs, brother. Oh. Um, that's a... Uh, we had him on the blind box four or five years about, uh, back now. And, um, when I had him on the show, uh, catfish isn't a big toy guy and he's not a big, uh, he's not a big photography guy, honestly. Like he's, he's not really into that stuff as much. And when I saw Brian's work at the time, I was doing a lot of toy photography stuff where I was, um, I was, I was just taking pictures of Uh, Dunnies and stuff like that. But I wasn't doing anything like really crazy with them. But I was trying one thing that I that I was trying to do with them is, is tell a story through taking the pictures of them. I didn't want everything to just come off as a picture. I wanted it to actually be kind of a part of a story or something. And when I saw and for a while, I was like, maybe I'm pardon my language, but maybe I'm fucking nuts here. Like maybe I'm crazy because I feel like I'm taking pictures that like are, are kind of like meaningful in a way, even though they're using toys and stuff. They're not nearly as meaningful as what Brian does. This guy, when I saw what he does, I was like, this is, this is art. Like, this is incredible. Wow, and I, I, bro, I'm, I'm a huge fan of yours. Like I am, I am an absolute huge fan of yours. There's very few times where I have somebody on the show and, um and I just straight out say like, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> You could come on here and be like a blubbering idiot for an hour and just go like, and I'd be like, Brian McCarty's the best. Like there's nothing, not to to ruin any, you know, suspense here, but you may be in luck. I love it. I love it. I'm glad I'm predicting the future. Um, but no, I just, I just, it's like, uh, there's certain people that I'm just a really huge fan of. And I know that everybody kind of has that, uh, with, with certain people and, and I'll be the first, sometimes people don't, they feel weird saying it or they feel, um, uncomfortable or maybe even the person feels uncomfortable here it but the fact is, is like I got to say it like Brian um, when it comes down to artists there's like a top tier for me of artists and then there's like a top tier of photographers and Brian's in like my top like I mean easily honestly like I, I don't get into photography like that I just know that when I see something that moves me that I have to jump into um, I, I jump into it and and this was one of the first times where I saw something where I was like this is incredible like for 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 anybody that's listening, if you haven't seen what Brian does, uh, Brian, if you want to plug your site real quick, just so that people can kind of like look along with, with sure. what we're talking uh, about. BrianMcCarty.com
1: or I think at BrianMcCarty for Instagram and all that kind of stuff.
0: Sounds good. Um, so if anybody, you know, go there and check out what Brian does. And the best way that I can explain what um, what Brian does better, you know, not better than what what Brian did, but but a little bit more, I guess, uh, layman's term, like explain this to me like I'm two. Um. Brian goes to, and if if I'm wrong on any of this, Brian, correct me. But oh, totally. But this is just uh how I how it comes across to me as, like the collector. I'm just, I'm just kind of sitting back and and letting you. <laughs>
1: <don't laughs> I feel oh, like, oh, no,
0: bad, but it's like oh that's no 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 no. That's this is the way that I see it is that from what I understand, Brian goes to uh to to wartime places uh, that are that are in crisis, uh, and he talks to or he gets um, pieces from children that are uh, are drawn by them or um from what it looks like it's drawn by them i don't think it's uh it's like explained to somebody else and then drawn yeah. i think they do it firsthand right yeah no i'll take it through the process so i go into areas of conflict uh
1: so far have worked in uh oh god iraq uh or worked with i should say children from iraq syria lebanon gaza west bank israel and i'm now starting to look to north america and other areas but i'll travel to these places, work with a local NGO or UN agency, and we'll conduct what are essentially art-based interviews with kids. Uh, I travel with an art therapist who's just amazing. Her name's Mira Saad. She's based in Beirut. Um, and she will go in and, and over you know an hour or two, however long we get, we'll conduct these interviews with the kids. And she's so amazing what she does, she can ask them. You know what happened to you or draw a story from your life that you want shared and can bring them into that and out of it more importantly um in a way that's responsible and ethical we leave the kids better than we found them so then what the kids draw and what they say about the drawings then becomes art direction for photos of locally found toys placed and posed on location usually at the actual spot if we can get to it wherever what happened to the kids happened uh, and in one photo will do my best to just narratively capture that story, uh, in a way that audiences can maybe access a little better, a little easier.
0: Right. That's what, and that's what I think is like, what, what came across to me is the relatability of it that, you know, you don't have to be, cause sometimes when I go into like, a, when I look at like an art gallery or something like that, um, I feel intimidated a little bit where I'm like, I don't know if my opinion about this is is, is worth any value compared to the person standing next to me or whatever. Like I'm not, I don't look at myself as like a, a valued art collector or whatever. I just look at it like I'm a guy who likes stuff, you know? And these pieces to me are, as soon as you see them, I feel like they're so extremely relatable, even if you've never been in that situation. And I think that that's like, that's the thing that I draw away from it. That's like the most powerful thing with what you're doing. Oh, thank you. And that, oh, sorry, I go ahead, I-
2: I have to jump in and interrupt. I'm on your of war to- I'm on your War Type Toys um, website, and I am just absolutely captivated by everything that I'm looking at. Oh, thank
1: you, thank you. I mean, the whole point of it is to be accessible and to not, you know, do the high art type thing. Even though, I mean, I've said this before. I went into the project with really kind of academic artistic intentions, uh, right? And that went out the window the very, very first interview. I mean, as soon as you see, a kid <laughs> yeah, you come in pulls of blood or whatever, you're like, ugh, oh, no, I gotta. I have to respect these kids. I have to do this right. I got to really be responsible. Uh, and so there's a t- kind of feeling that tremendous weight uh, to get it right. But again, it's it's cutting through that noise. It's making war and these experiences of, the, of these kids accessible to folks who've never experienced anything like it. And in many ways, by not showing the kids faces, it, it you, you cut through a lot of xenophobia, racism, all that kind of stuff, because it's relatable. Right. They're toys we all know.
0: Yeah, that's, that's what I, that's what I think is crazy. Like, I don't know, man, like when you put, um, like just for instance, like if you put like a big bird in the middle of like a, a war situation or whatever, it's like you, you, a lot of times you can come across as kind of lowbrow and stuff, which I love lowbrow art, but it can look kind of, um, you know, like it's, it's supposed to make like a different kind of statement. But with this like with the with the photography and with the stuff that you're doing like you look at it and it's like you don't there's no humor to it at all like it doesn't matter like what what fun character you use it's like every any kind of character you put in there it's automatic it just it just makes you feel something it's crazy
1: well i love too
0: that the the toys
1: themselves
0: are a layer of commentary it's right. all
1: locally found toys and right. so you get Anything from the cheapest of the cheap, you know, stuff, generic toys sold wherever to in Iraq, I found this gold mine for prop hunting, and it was a used market in right. uh, Iraqi Kurdistan, like and a just, flea market. Yeah, flea market, and just and it's all the stuff collected from so attics cool. and basements in the U.S. that gets sold, you know, by the container
0: full. And they get like those Japanese bootleg toys and stuff like that, like oh, yeah. all the real funny, you know, like all the stuff that you, you, you don't even get really to see. Anymore.
1: Although You also get a lot of these, like in Gaza in particular, you got these weird, like you clearly someone in the factory screwed up the paint job or did something The pad yep. just wasn't yep. right on this whole run. And so that whole run got sold.
0: Really, 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 really cheap. Got it's right. like when it's like when two teams play in the NBA finals, and uh, and they print up shirts for both yes. teams that are winners, but then they give away the loser shirts, but they yeah. still say that they won.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> exactly like it. that. And so yeah. they end up in Gaza, and so they have these like weird <clears throat> toys with these just bizarre errors that made them all the more, I think, just interesting as characters within these photos
0: it's so cool man. Um so that's some of the, that's some of the stuff that Brian's up to. We'll talk about that more as we go. But one one reason why I wanted to reach out to Brian is because um I've explained to people kind of how I got started into NFTs and I'll I'll tell Brian a little a little wrap up uh, the the short version I guess. Um when I first saw NFTs, I I thought that they were like a rich man's game and I was like why Why am I going to sign up for something like, uh, you know, one of these sites uh, that I now am more comfortable with, like Rarible or Foundation or even OpenSea? Like, why would I sign up for one of those when I have no Ethereum to be able to spend on anything and everything is posted? is like, oh, this is really, it's a great deal for 0.1 Ethereum. And I'm like, oh, that's that's probably, that doesn't sound like too it's too bad. And then I look into what 0.1 Ethereum is and it's like, I don't know, like 400 bucks or whatever it is, 500, 600 bucks at, probably even more now. And I'm like, I don't have that to spend. Like, I'm not going to be able to like, as much as I like to support art and support people and stuff like that. Like I, I can't spend that right now. It's just not possible for me to, to get into is even from like an investment point of view. And, uh, and then what I did was, um, some of my art buddies, uh, they, they got into the site called Hick and Tunk, uh, Hick, and Hick and Tunk um i'm probably tracy am i saying it wrong still
2: (laughs) i think that's right i don't know i I just call it hen
0: all right it's what we we call it we call it hen but for some reason they should call it hick but they don't they they call it hen so i um excuse me i looked at this site called hen because uh i had buddies of mine that were making um art and posting it on there and they were selling it and it was they were they were selling it for like one tez or 3 tez or 5 tez and i'm like well how much is a tez so i looked that up and it's like $3.50 so i'm like all right well that's better than ethereum in terms of like what you're what you're spending out what you're getting back so i got into this uh this hen site and um shout out to ren1 and uh lurk and and all those dudes and uh and i started to buy stuff off of there and that's basically where it's on the blockchain but it's not now again i'm not a a technical guy i'm not a computer guy or whatever i'm just explaining it from from the point of view that i see it tracy if you want to include anything into this then by all means go for it but um, I see hen as like, it's, it's a blockchain, but it's not the Ethereum blockchain. So you're not paying gas fees and stuff like that. It doesn't, it's a lot less complicated. in the fact that you load your wallet up with Tez, you, you put like say 30 Tez in there or whatever, and then you go shopping and you find artists that are um, passionate about their craft and they wanna be able to participate in terms of having something that lives on the blockchain forever. But at the same time, they might not be ready for OpenSea yet, or they might not be as comfortable with the process. And so this is a good way for them to kind of get into the process. And there's really no minting fee from what I've understood. Like, I think it's like a couple bucks or whatever, as opposed to with some of these other sites, which where, again, I know Tracy can probably correct me on a lot of that stuff. <laughs> um, when it comes down to like minting on other sites, it's a lot more. And that's where people get kind of like put off or like scared off, where they're like, "Well, I don't want to pay a bunch of money to mint and then and then not sell whatever I'm posting." You hear what I'm saying, Brian? Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. So, um, Hen is a safe site. Uh, I think OpenSea is a little bit more of like a medium where it's it, you pay for your first mint, and then after that. You uh you you don't pay anything for your mints. I think they they basically you pay your minting cost off of your future sales. So like if somebody if a collector buys the piece, then they they basically cover the minting cost. From what I understand, I think I I read that earlier today.
2: I think that's how that works.
0: Okay, that's so totally more reasonable. Yeah, that's exactly. And I think your first minting cost is like two hundred and fifty bucks or something like that. Um, which again, I'm not I'm not trying to scoff at it. I'm not saying it's low money or whatever. But one thing I'll say is that again, with your photography and I'm not trying to, I'm not going to pump the market here. Like there's a lot of things in this game in this, like in this NFT world and crypto world, that people will accuse you of doing of pumping bags and, and trying to set up an artist for your own, you know, gain and all that mm-hmm. type of shit. Look it. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Uh, Brian's artwork is not going to be accessible for me. Um, I'm just being, I'm being a hundred percent clear here. Uh, when Brian hits the market, if it, I feel like if you wanted to do a uh, Hick and Tunk, then that's a site that you could put something up for, say, like 100 Tes and tell people, you know, you put up the piece, you put up the story behind the piece and then you let it sell and see what happens. And you put up like a, an edition of maybe 100 of them or something like that. And you put them up for like 100 a piece or something like that. And you tell people that they're going to go to the profits are going to go to charity. You know, you make whatever clear that that you want to make clear. And then, if you look at a 100 Tes and it's you know three dollars a piece, then you're looking at um, what, I'm not really great with the math, but uh, 300. <laughs> right, 300. right, right yeah, 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 yeah. that's why I keep Tracy around. She's the brand. <laughs> so so, uh, so you figure you get 300 dollars for a piece, and if you sell a hundred of those uh, Tracy, what's that? 300 and uh, times a 100.
2: 3000
0: Three thousand. Okay, so no, that's that's more than it's thirty thousand, right? Yeah, thirty thousand. Yeah, it's thirty thousand. I'm the brains (laughs) around here. Give me my brains back.
2: Yeah, we just flip this back and forth.
0: That's how we're. That's how you know we're a team.
2: I don't have much Tes in my wallet right now.
0: (laughs) I understand. Trust me, I understand. So, so you figure that's thirty thousand, right, off of a hundred sold? That's thirty thousand dollars that you then can take, and if you you can up another piece on Hen. You can. I would. I would recommend them to do that because it rewards the the original collectors. Essentially, it gives them another chance to get something of yours um, mm-hmm. instead of abandoning the platform. But then you can go to something like OpenSea, or you can go to something. Um, I wouldn't. I don't know if Rareable is as much for photography. I could be wrong. But then there's always Foundation, and Foundation is a well-known high art uh, NFT site. And that's where, in my opinion, I think that your work would absolutely thrive there. I've th- the name
1: thrown around a lot. And I think like a lot of artists, I've done just kind of a cursory amount of research. And, yep. And like a lot of folks too, just went, oh, I got too much going on right now. I'll get back to this. Yep. And I think I played that game for quite a while now. You,
0: listen, man, I've been... You know what's funny is that the reason why I'm doing this show right now, because like I said, you were on the show and we did the blind box and then we didn't... We. Uh, we stopped doing the blind box. Um, but it wasn't for any, any negative reasons or whatever. It's just, we got burned out. Um, we didn't want to really do it anymore. Um, it was kind of whatever. Um, then the podcast boom happened and everybody got a podcast and then we were like, all right, I definitely don't want to come back now. (laughs) And, and then when, I noticed this NFT thing spinning off with, uh, with Ren and, and Hick and Tunk and all that stuff and once I and Lurk and I, I really started to kind of get involved and I'm like, what's going on here? That's when it started to click for me where I'm like, oh, this is like what we used to do on the blind box with vinyl art and with photography and stuff like that. But I actually get to do that now with this whole new world of NFTs and like this whole new world of digital art. And that's where I've realized, because like 10 years ago, I, I learned about crypto and I didn't buy into it. I laughed at it. And I was like, digital money, you can't see it. It's fake. You guys are going to get ripped off. And then five years later, um, those same people were talking about how much money they made because they invested, you know, literally a dollar or two dollars or whatever in, in Bitcoin. And, you know, and they're they're laughing their way to the bank and I'm still fucking broke. <laughs> and then I'm telling my mom about it. and My mom starts crying because she's she's overwhelmed because she, she realizes it's the future and she thinks I'm, she feels like I'm speaking a different language and I'm like, Oh my God, like we have such a, we have such a long ways to go, but it's right here, you know? Mm -hmm. And And then
1: five, someone made a joke recently. I'm sorry to, no, 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 go ahead a little bit, but it's that was it? Gen Xers are like millennials and that we can adapt to new technology, but we're like boomers that were really curmudgeoning about it. Yep. And I feel like that (laughs) surprises me perfectly. It's like I could do
0: it, but I don't want to. I, brother, I hear you. Like that's and with my thing, when I first did the podcast, I was like, the reason why I want to do this show is because I think that everybody's right on the edge of of being able to jump in, not just to NFTs, but I think that like I and we said this on the blind box. This was the reason why we did the show is. I don't think that everybody's as different as what we all claim to be. I have a, I have a slogan that's, I am not you. And like, I'm very proud about that in terms of like, it's, it's something that I've run with for a long time, but that's not like a, a braggadocious statement. It's, it's, it's a way to say like, I'm not you, you're not me. We're different people. That's okay. Like, that's all right. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with that, but we have a lot more commonalities in this than what we think. And especially when it gets down to this nerdy shit, like whether it be photography or it be, photography of vinyl, uh, you know, pieces or, or toys or whatever, or whether it's somebody collects vinyl records or they collect posters or everybody has something about them. that's like this little like intricacy or this little nerdy thing about them, but they're afraid to talk to other people about it for some weird reason. And that was really big. I feel like when we first started the blind box five years ago, it's not as much like that now because everybody's bled over with with social media and all that kind of stuff. But with this though, with this NFT thing, that I feel like it's definitely a thing right now where people are right on like exactly like what, what you're saying, man. Where like you you're right on the brink of like I could do it if I wanted to, but like what's like why? What's the like what's the point? How, like is it really that life changing or whatever? And what I'm trying to say is, is like for an artist like yourself, for the, for the incredible work that you make, if you put that up on foundation and I'm, and again, I'm not going to, for anybody that's listening to this, that's going to try to hunt down Brian McCarty pieces and all that now, because they know that they're going to resell and blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying it for that. What I'm saying is, is that your artwork is, is, is great enough that I've seen pieces sell for $125,000 on Foundation. And, and that's normal. Like that's Tracy, right. I'm right on that. Right. Like that's normal.
2: Not only is that getting to be normal, but I've been checking them all out because I do dabble in photography myself. So, um, but yours is substantially at a different level.
0: A completely different level, bro. A completely different level.
2: Like I think if you I think if I think once you get some exposure here, I don't think that it's going to be very long. I think what's gonna happen is the same phenomena we are seeing with some of the others in that not only are they gonna sell out very quickly, but they're going to multiply on the secondary market very quickly also.
0: And when they sell yeah. on the secondary market, you get a percentage of that. And you, and mm-hmm. that's cooked that's into the contract. The
1: most, I think the most uh, amazing thing for all the artists. It's out. incredible, bro. Yeah. I,
0: I, that's the thing that made, again, why I wanted to jump into doing this, because I'm like, there's too many people out there that are mm-hmm. missing this opportunity and they could be doing it right now. And like, mm-hmm. now's the time to do it.
2: Brian, the other thing is that you can put some of them on auction and truth be told, you can let the market tell you what they're worth
1: which is always a little scary. <laughs> it's like, a, oh, it is. You can, you can, $5 apparently. Yeah,
0: no, you're not. I'm <laughs> telling you, man, like I said, this is there. Like I've, I've been checking out this scene now for the last two or three months. And there's some photography out there. That's incredible. I don't want people to hear this and be like, Oh, you guys just love this one photographer. Blah blah. blah. no, 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 no. <laughs> there's a lot of photography out there. That's really incredible, but there let's be is, honest. but we all need to be honest. There's a lot of photography out there. That's garbage. And like it's, and it's selling for a lot of money. And guys like Brian aren't involved in this space right now. And you should all be counting your lucky fucking stars that they're not, because I'm telling you, these are the guys that are going to end up coming up for those spots. I know it. And like all it takes, Brian is it just takes for you to get that foundation invite, um, Tracy, uh, we were talking before the show and she mentioned, I think, if I don't know if she wants to say it. but
2: Yeah, for sure. I um, had someone extend me a foundation invite and I haven't actually loaded something up there yet. But I believe once you're on, you're able to extend an invite to someone else. So um, once I have that in my hands, I'd be happy to shoot that over to you because I, I think that's where you
1: belong. I mean, you guys have certainly convinced me to roll the dice and and take a try at it all. You got to, man. learn as I'm going. So why not? See what happens.
0: Even with the Hick and tongue thing, like even with that, you don't mint – like I said, it doesn't cost a lot to mint. And if you take a piece that is what you feel is like one of your more common pieces or one of your more – something that you would want to have available to 100 people or something like that, then – you you just put that piece up there and like i had an artist on here um his name is dennis uh toy soldiers and he was in a very similar spot as you like he he's not as big of a he's not as acclaimed as you are in my opinion um but he's a great artist and he's just starting out in terms of nfts and stuff like that and <clears throat> my advice to him was go on hick and Tunk and put something up there for re- you know for relatively cheap and, uh, and he was like, yeah, but I don't want to, you know, I don't want to have like a low value on my stuff. And, blah. and I'm like, look, I understand that. I completely agree. But you have to make it accessible to, to people to start off because as soon as you make it accessible to people to start off those hundred people that collect that, whether it takes a day to sell out or whether it takes a week to sell out, or maybe it takes a month to sell out, but those hundred people are going to go and and, and just start chopping through like lawnmowers and grass and just telling everybody about you. And and they're going to end up being your bigger, uh, your your bigger word of mouths, and that's where you're going to start noticing more traction and more traction and more traction.
1: That's funny. I know I know exactly which image I would choose for that. The free range ferrilla It's this pink thing running through the desert. It is my most stolen photo. <laughs> <laughs> it is turned into more memes and more random things every once in a while. I'm like, what is this? Come on. So taking it back and uh, <laughs> that's and
0: that's what I'm saying. At least you get yeah. something I out love of it. it. Yeah. And at least you get something out of it. And like I said, if you sell it for thirty Tez, the only thing that I ask is you send me one over for free. Because um, <laughs> like I, because like I said, I am I am tes broke, and uh, and I know that Brian's stuff once it gets out there, it's there's gonna be no coming back, man. Like I, I'm I'm a really good eye for this kind of stuff, and uh, and like I said, you know, I'm a really big fan of yours. And there's some artists on the other side that I would love to get involved with this scene that they're they're around our same age and a little bit older. And it's it's tough. It's tough to, to break it down for them and like explain why it's beneficial and explain the ownership aspect of, you know, like if somebody buys your piece, do they then, can they do whatever they want with it? Or do they not do whatever they want with it? And there's a lot of that type of stuff. But at the end of the day, we've never... Seen more of an opportunity to be able to make money off of what we create than right now, which is a refreshing change. (laughs) It's oh my god, it's beautiful. Like it, it is so, and that's what I love. Is like I love that these artists, and this is what when Tracy first joined with the show and stuff, I had to explain to her like where I was like, look, I'm not doing this show because of NFTs. I'm doing this show because of art, like. It just so happens that NFTs are ramming their way into my world right now. And there's nothing that I can do about it. And I don't want to do anything about it other than embrace it because I've realized the possibilities of it. Like, Brian, check this out. I saw somebody did a podcast the other day, and I'm not going to shout it out because nobody ever shouts out my podcast. So I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to say I saw a podcast the other day where this dude had a, web, a webcam conversation with an avatar like a a drawn picture Mm -hmm. and the avatar had algorithm replies, basically like a conversational skills where he talked to this avatar for like 45 minutes. Wow. And they had a full fluent conversation and that's where we're at. So like, if you take that, if you take the idea of that and you progress that, there's all these, av- there's all these avatar NFTs that are selling for a ton of money right now. It's, it's, it's crazy. Like there's, like I said, I don't want to date the episode too much, but right now there's a penguin thing going on in NFTs. We're going to sound like a bunch of crackheads when we try to explain this to you. Cause it's just, it's all a bunch of crackheads. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. 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 But you got to try it. Have you, have, you, have gotta, you tried the penguins yet? <laughs> What's
2: that I got a party, party penguin myself.
0: Yeah, I got a party. Yeah, I got a party penguin. No, no, no. I don't want a party penguin. Oh, I, I like the pudgy penguin. penguin. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I want the I pudgy penguins. I
2: can't afford a pudgy penguin. i can Oh, only like afford making
0: a shit up. Penguin. They're like, yeah, the pudgy penguin. Like, yeah, you, penguin. oh no, this is all real. That's the funny <laughs> thing, Brian. This is all real. The pudgy penguins I think of, like, came. Like, cyborg penguin. Someone's done it. No, what happened was somebody came. It's, it... Bro, somebody will be on it. What happened is <laughs> they came out with pudgy penguins, and there were ten thousand of those. And then in response to those, essentially, somebody came out with party penguins. Uh, very, very similar around the same time and so i'm feeling more boomer as you go (laughs) oh i i can bury you right now bro i could bury you all right so so then i'm gonna make you cry like my mom like this is what happened my mom started crying like she was like what the fuck are you talking about and this is before nfts so the pudgy penguins came out then the party penguins came out there's another penguins that are coming out the cool penguins or something like that those come out in like two days or something by the time people hear this they're already going to be on the fucking moon hey Um, there's some fast food penguins Fast food penguins came out because fast <laughs> because punks came out and they came out with fast food punks and then they wanted to do fast food penguins. Um, a, a, another it's super knockoff of *The original. I populace,
1: really, I mean, it's, wow.
2: it's super original to do a derivative of the exact same thing a lot of times and then desire it.
0: And then what happened was the fast food penguins actually got another derivative of them from another – from a whole other artist and company or whatever and that was a whole other – it was just another so fast this food penguin. like East Coast, West Coast. But with it is. It is, bro. It, that's what we're in right now and like and, – and, and what's going to be funny is when people hear this in two weeks or whatever, they're going to be like, what the – like when the hell did the penguins happen? But that's but that's when they happened. Like this is how fast the uh, the space moves, as they say. Or like, like penguins were so two weeks ago. Like, yeah, God. exactly, bro. Exactly. Like people are gonna be like, I can't believe they brought up the penguins with him. Like, Why I'm would you talk the about that? Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You you will fit right in here. I promise you. <laughs> You have a spot in the NFT world. It is <laughs> uh, it is with the rest of us because like that's- Half mocking,
1: half serious. Thing,
0: right? mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's all memes. It's all, but like, so the thing is, is that now think about this, when you, when you get these penguins or whatever, like these party penguins, like when you download it and you get it as a profile picture, that's all it is. It's like a picture and it's a profile picture. But now imagine if with the technology that they have on the blockchain and all that, where they can update the technology um, within the pieces and all that, if one day you wake up and you go to look at your party penguin, and he goes, "Good morning, Brian," uh, and no, you go, no. "What the fuck?" and that's when, and that's <laughs> when you go, uh, "Good morning, party penguin." And he goes stop it. My name's Joey. What's going on? Oh my God. How do I make you go away? (laughs) You go, what the hell is this? That's, that's basically, that's what that shows is like he had a 45 minute conversation with this, uh, with this AI or whatever. And, and I mean, I would imagine that if you woke up and and they said, you know, what's going on, Brian? And you go, Oh, my mom's in the hospital. It's been a really rough week. And then, and then later on at night, and then later on at night, when you go to talk to it and he goes, how's your mom doing? Is she still in the hospital? Oh you go, holy shit, <laughs> the and, turning and, test is just completely obliterated. But this is what I'm saying is like, we're right there because everybody, for a long time, people would be like, oh, it's like Twilight Zone or it's like Black Mirror, or like, it's no man, it's it's now, like, this is where we're at right now, and like, you can either adjust to it or or you get left behind essentially. And I know that's like a scary thought in the terms of create, like, especially with creating things because you want those things to be timeless and be forever. But that's where I'm saying these things now are timeless and forever because they're on the blockchain. So with your photography, with those pieces that you're talking about that get stolen and memed and stuff like that. that Which I that's, just checked
2: out, by the way, the one that you said got most <laughs> it does exactly, stolen. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And if it's so – the fact that it gets most stolen is even another reason to make that an addition piece because people are going to want that iconic piece of their own.
0: Yep. And then what's going to happen is they're going to buy it for, you know, say, like I said, say you do it for like 30 Tez or whatever, and then they're going to repost it for 75 Tez or 100 TES or mm-hmm. 300 Tez or whatever. And then you'll get, you know, you'll get your kickbacks off of that. And it kind of gives you a chance to kind of learn the market. It'll also give you a chance. You'll have a bunch of TES loaded up so you can go in and buy some other stuff from other artists and stuff like that and support some other, some other art and stuff, which people always like. Um, it's always good to give back to the, uh, to the source or whatever. And then and then, you know, like I said, you know, check out OpenSea um, Foundation, like really look into, you know, don't get scared off by the by the talk of blockchain or the talk of NFT or whatever else. Like, look at it is there's a lot of people out here right now, Brian, that are making a lot of money that they're putting back into their craft that they would have never. I mean, since I've been doing this for the last couple months or whatever, just checking stuff out. I have artists that I've followed that have gone out. I actually just saw something earlier today, which Tracy, this is crazy. This uh, kid is an artist. Um, He makes, uh, he makes these things. uh, uh, It's a, it's a project called devils and they're really dope in my opinion. Like they're, they're um, when they first came out, you could buy them. This is the first series that he put out. You could buy them for 0.2, which like what we were talking about, that's about like, I don't know, it's about twelve hundred dollars, I think, mm. or something like that. Yeah. And so somebody tweeted him and said, I just spent my entire life savings uh on um on a kid eight Devil. Wow. And and that was point two. And he and and Kid Eight replied to him and he said, uh, you just made a smart choice. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure you make money off of that, brother. Wow. And the guy posted a picture. He took a picture of his apartment, like of his, 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 house. I can't even call it an apartment. It's a it's a bedroom and it's in another country. I don't know exactly what the country is. So I don't want to, I don't want to discredit or say, you know, whatever. Uh, but it's in another country where it's a very small apartment. It's a bed that's on the floor with no, uh, you know, no real um, bed set or anything like that. Um, he has one little laptop computer that's in front of him and he has like the flag on the wall and he has like a poster of Kobe Bryant on his wall or something like that. And this was two months ago. He, uh, today, he sold that devil for 2.7 Ethereum. Holy crap. <laughs> Which means that he literally made like $10,000 off of his investment of like, you know, of 800 bucks or 1100 bucks or whatever it was. And he went out and bought a computer um, that he took a picture of. And he was like, this is the new, you know, uh, computer I got to be able to work on. And now he he's an artist now. You know, yeah. what I mean? he, was, he was an artist before, but now he he has a start. And oh, like, God. that's incredible. Those you know? are the
2: kind of stories you hear. So I love these stories in this space. It's so different because there's so many opportunity that didn't exist before. Yeah. I would have never – I would have never – I would have never thought of putting my collection out anywhere. There was no platforms for people like me. I would have had to have a lot more um, you know, wind beneath my wings with it. So I think that just these stories are just amazing. And it's just one after another um, where they happen like this.
1: It really is remarkable. And I know for me and kind of where I'm at and what I'm doing with board toys, figuring out the fundraising, you know, this seems like it, it's a potentially really good path for that. It'd be uh, great. It, yeah. It's such a good path, especially, yeah, especially what we're doing is just so unorthodox and, you know, a little bit groundbreaking yep. that it's hard to find that money otherwise.
0: And and I'm telling you, man, there are enough people in this space that would support and and see your vision of what you're up to. Like I said, I've I felt, you know, passionate enough that I've, I've, you know, remembered you and what you do and all that stuff over the last five years um, enough that I would want to bring you back on and talk to you about it now. And the change of everything that's going on and stuff like that, if that's the case and, and, and that's me, I know there's other me's out there. Yeah. All, you know? so, well, that's, frankly, I have
1: a little of self-esteem that none of it gets in. <laughs> so don't worry.
0: No, man, I, <laughs> I, I, um, I, like I said, I don't want to gas you up because I don't want you to go and post your first piece and then have it not sell like that. Because the one thing I I want you to understand that's very important about the scene, because a lot of people will see the money that flows into this scene and they'll be like, like, I have rappers now that hit me up and they'll be like, all right, I got an idea for an NFT. And I'm like, okay. And by the way, this is now, I, if anybody hears this, I want you to understand if you're like, Hey, you're talking about me. No, I'm not. I'm talking about you and the other like five people or six people that have hit me up with this idea. Like it's, it's, it's all you guys together. So like, this is a good idea, but at the same time, like they don't, I'm going to, I'm going to address everybody that has this, this uh, idea with me right now. And I'll explain to Brian why it matters with what he's doing, but um, they'll hit me up and they'll say, I have this idea for this project that I want to do, or I want to do, it's either, this is what I've heard. It's either one song done like 20 uh 20 different times to pieces of art like 20 different pieces of art or it's like 20 different songs from like an album or whatever and and a piece of art for like different for each different song and they're like that's the idea like you know they all go together you know blah blah blah." and I'm like okay that's cool like um what do you like what's what about afterwards and they're like what do you mean I'm like I don't know like after you like after you sell it like you got to you got to have like some kind of – not not even utility, but utility would always be good. Like there has to be something there where when your collectors go to pay – like they see the price for these things for like for these NFTs or whatever, like a photo or whatever. And they go, oh, somebody spent $127,000 on a picture. They'll definitely spend $150,000 on my song with a picture. and. That's simple, <laughs> no, not. Wow. It's just not that simple. It doesn't mean that people won't do it, but it means that, like, you have to get in with the community. Of, like, first off, you gotta if you're gonna be a rapper and do this, you, I mean, I'm telling everybody the game plan right now. So, when you go back and you listen to this segment in like six months or whatever, and and you hear that it worked for somebody, exactly what I'm saying, how it's gonna work. Like, this is this is what you have to do. If you don't do this, it's not going to work for you. And not, this isn't you, Brian. I'm just saying to the rappers out there that hit me up with this idea. I'll take the advice too. Exactly. Cause some of this does apply, but, I'm, but, I'm, but it's not as directly for you because, so here's the deal. Um, you, you got to get involved with the community. It doesn't mean that you have to be out here standing on the block, uh, on the corner and talking about, Hey, community, community, community. Like you don't have to be one of those guys, but what it means is, you got to go out and buy a profile picture or two to start off. Like you got to find a community behind one of these profile pictures, one of these avatars, these NFT projects, because they're not just a picture. It's a picture. It's a token that represents your admittance to a community. And once you're in that community, you are in there with potentially 10,000 people that are looking for this project to do just as well as you are. So if you're a rapper, and you want to get into a community, I would I would recommend to find a community that has something to do with hip-hop or something to do with music or something to do with technology. Don't go and find a community that's like an animal profile picture community because the chances are you're probably going to be on some different type of shit than they are. Like they might be talking about like having a new coffee business that they're starting with brewing and stuff like that and you're talking about wanting to go out and buy vinyl records or whatever. So like you're not going to really click to that community. So you got to find a community. Like right now I'm really big on the sewer rat social club because I feel like that, that community is really diverse. I feel like, um, the, like I have a, a rat that has a Wu Tang shirt and has the Wu, the, the Wu W. And for me, that's fucking awesome. I love that. Um, it doesn't mean that it's a rap project. It just means that they shout out to, to rappers that I, uh, that I came up listening to. Other rats in the project have nothing to do with Wu Tang. They're just regular rats or whatever.
2: Mine's but a stinky rat.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. That's what I, I mean. Like, I
2: have a stinky rat, there's and a lot of them look ugly. It. And a
0: yeah. lot of them look ugly. The artwork is ugly. Don't get me wrong, but the utility behind it, Brian, is crazy. Like what they've done with this community is they've made their own their own coin. So they have their own money. It's called Chiz. Huh. And what they do with that Chiz is isn't it you, cheese? I don't know. It's spelled C H I Z. I'm not going to get into this. Uh, This is the crumbly part. Like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm calling it what I call it. Yeah, I'm calling it what I call it. And if they don't like it, they don't like me calling it that. Then spell it the way that it was supposed to be spelled. Anyways, it, say hick and tongue. <laughs> yeah, say hick and tongue. Try do it. I dare you. All right. So with this Chiz Cheese thing that they got going on, um, what happens is you join uh, they have this program called Discord where it's like AOL chat rooms, but it's it's like all in one program where you can host like if you want to have Brian McCarty's uh photography room or whatever, and then in that room you can have subdivisions of like uh, you know, war photos. And then say you have like a side hobby where you do like sports photos or something. And then you want to put like sports photos and then like you have different channels in there for people to be able to drop in. And eventually you build up this community of people where you have like 200, 300, a thousand, 2000 people in there and they're all interacting with each other. And a lot of the times it's like a good way for your collectors and stuff to be able to stay on the same page with each other in in different areas. So they have this discord and the sewer rats have one where for this chiz or cheese, you can go in and uh, you can type a command. And when you type the command, it's exclamation point work. You type uh exclamation point and then W O R K and you hit enter and it'll say, you're now on the clock. Come back in one hour to collect your chiz and then you come back and then you do it again and then it collects your it says you have collected 217 chiz for your for your uh, your work today and then you just do it again you type work again so this chiz then or cheese then uh builds what up
2: what am i missing it <laughs> builds I don't hold up this discord i'm I need to up my game here. Yeah, I don't
0: know. You have to verify yourself in the Discord with be, with having yeah, a rat. You guys don't know this. What else do I have? Don't you have, have to,
2: a stinky rat.
0: You have to go into the Discord and you have to confirm your wallet uh, by doing the ty- the exclamation point join. And okay. then it confirms your wallet and then it'll give you all the options. They have a gambling thing where you can go in and gamble. It's it's exclamation point flip <laughs> and you can flip your cheese and, and you can win more. And then what happens is they have a store that they sell NFTs on for anywhere from like a thousand cheese to like 50,000 or a hundred thousand cheese and you buy them and then you can sell them on OpenSea for real money. And you can also convert your cheese over to Ethereum. So it's when you buy a project. So what I was saying is to rappers, what I'm saying is. It's not, you're not just buying a picture, you're buying into a project or you're buying into like a bit of a mentality or whatever, like a community. Oh, community. Yes, exactly. Yep. So a lot of people, it's it's the old adage, adage of it spends money to make money, like, uh, or it takes money to make money, you spend money to make money, whatever. That's, that's this where like, you have to spend a little bit or you have to get a profile picture from somebody like this, like what Tracy was saying, this community is fucking great. Like people will hook you up with NFTs. Like people, if you, and it's not like just about, it's not about sucking up to people and stuff like that. Just be you, like, just be who you are and, and be around long enough. Like shout out to Denzel. Like he sent me over a kid eight piece last night that I missed out on Hick and Tunk and it was up for eight Tez for eight minutes. And I fucking missed (gasps) it. I missed and, it. Oh man, he yo, Denzel hooked me up so so lovely. He uh he sent me over he sent me over the piece last night, and this thing is already reflipping on Tez for like 50 uh or on Hick and Tunk for like 50 Tez. I, I don't
2: I haven't flipped any of mine. I've no, by i no I don't few. I don't flip uh.
0: any of my uh no I don't flip any of my Tez. any of my Hick and Tunk stuff because what's gonna no. happen is they're gonna integrate um hen over to OpenSea, and I'm gonna be able to post up all those um, hen <laughs> pieces over on OpenSea and put them up for Ethereum. And that shit is gonna rack. I'm gonna, I am gonna cake off of that. I'm gonna make so much money off of that because basically it's like pulling in stuff from the underground or whatever. And then all of a sudden they make it commercial and famous or whatever. And you have all the underground stuff.
2: Yeah, they gotta pull it off one blockchain and move it.
0: Yep. So once they integrate it, then I'll be able to put it up on OpenSea. Even if I have to take Tez for it, I'll put it up on OpenSea. And the marketplace is so much bigger on OpenSea in terms of numbers that. and and I'm not going to do that with a lot of the kid eight stuff I have. I'm going to keep a lot, especially this piece that Denzel sent over to me actually, because it's, it's like a Basquiat, um, uh, like kind of remix deal. And I like it a lot. So keeping that, but, uh, but yeah, so so if you're going to get into this this thing, what I would what I would recommend is you got to look at the community aspect of it. You got to see the community aspect of it. You got to appreciate it. And once you get in there, you can make your way into the community in a week or a day or two days or whatever. Tracy's good at that shit. Like there's certain people that are really good at that where you can just you just just be yourself. Like just go in there and and say what's up to some people, say hey, what's going on? And then eventually when somebody says something like Oh, I got to go DJ a gig tonight or whatever. Then you go, Oh, you DJ, I'm a rapper. Um, You should check out my music sometime. If you get if you get a couple of minutes, like don't go in there and spam the chat with your rap link or whatever. Like nobody fucking cares. Like, no, like it's not like that. Like you got to go in there and be a, a human and be a person and, and get to know these people and then they'll get to know you. And then you'll have a group of 10,000 people behind you that are like, yeah, this is our rapper from our from our crew. Like this is the person who represents us as the penguins or the, the, the sewer rats or, you know, whatever. And um, and then you have 10,000 people behind you that weren't behind you before. And then that's how you build community. You know what I mean? Then you put out your own NFT and then you then you figure out a way to, to get those people who already who already uh, really rock with what you do. And they go out and they tell other people, like, yo, go check out this person's NFT, blah, blah, blah. But you can't just come into the scene and just automatically. And this this is where it applies to you, Brian. You can't come into the scene automatically and just be like, I'm here now. Everybody love my shit. Cause like, and I know you're not like that, but I'm just no, explaining that I can that's see a lot of people
1: do that. And it's, yeah, it's, it's a cynical, like, yeah, well, clearly they're looking for money and they don't get it. And <clears> you know, you want folks who at least, yes, we're making money and whatever, but there's going to be some artistic intention behind all this.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And when I, first, when I first came into it, I think not my mistake, but like the way I came into it was kind of funny. Cause I, I, I came in saying to everybody on my timeline, I was like, I'm bringing back the podcast. Like, don't fuck around with me. I'm telling you right now, I do this. Like I do not mess around. I really do this. And then people would read it and they'd be like, what do you do? Like, we don't know you like this is five years after the blind box or whatever. Like we had, we had 250 great guests on the blind box they don't know any of that shit. Like they don't, they don't know who I am. And, um, when I got in here, like I came in, like I was, I was in off of a hot streak and, uh, and people kind of looked at it as like, yo, we don't know who you are. But over the last two months, I think there's been a lot of people that have, that have kind of turned and been like, all right, no, 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 this guy's, this guy's legit. And like my, my, I can say that because it's the same thing with you. You didn't just start taking pictures yesterday or whatever. You have a portfolio that runs back that you can show people, like, no, I do this. Like, it doesn't matter if it's NFTs or no NFTs. I'm gonna be taking pictures. You know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna be telling my story or whatever. No, definitely. And it's the same thing with me where it's like i it doesn't matter if it's NFTs or not. Like I, I can do this podcast and shit. Like this is this is easy for me. It's fun for me. And I'm and I happen to be good at it, I think. But don't take my spot just because you got a a, a voice doesn't mean that you can come in here and, <laughs> and, and all of a sudden and, uh, don't start don't start an nft podcast or whatever <laughs> and all of a sudden come around here talking about hey by the way i started up a new podcast
1: just say it really fast and then nobody doesn't get edited out
0: <laughs> no it's, we're good um <laughs> just de- definitely don't call it 16 things but oh, anyways um, <laughs> um tracy you uh like i said you um You just put up your your project. I want you to tell people where you can get a hold of it. And I want you to also, if you have any tips for Brian before we get out of here in terms of releasing a a project, a photography project or anything like that on, you know, with the NFTs, um, feel free to to add that also.
2: Yeah, sure. Let me start by actually telling you what little bit I do know um, about the platforms he talked about a few minutes ago when you uh, load up on. OpenSea, for example, he's right. You only pay for the first one, and then you get to mint all the rest you want underneath your name. Um, They're underneath OpenSea's main contract. The difference with Rarible, which I actually stepped out and did, even though I don't have nearly the experience or the qualifications at this point that you do, Um, but I did mint on Rarible. What it gave me was my own contract, so that gives you a little more control over it. Also, if you mint on OpenSea and then you sell on Rarible, you don't necessarily get the royalties. Where if you mint on Rarible and then sell on another platform, those royalties always follow your contract. Oh, that's so nice. those are a couple just little tips and tricks um, that I learned over the last, I don't know, couple months. Uh, there's so much going on, though, um, and so that many options. Like yeah, yeah. feel free if you want to DM me about any of it. Um, I kind of have some of the answers since I've been doing some of the research in this area. I really appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm dying to hear about your work. uh, Well, I'm really actually excited and thank you so much for the opportunity to take a moment and tell people about this. Um, I've got uh, thousands of photos uh, like most photographers do and truly just been taking them for myself, um, playing with them and adjusting, you know, the pictures and editing them afterwards, and then of just tossing them in an album and putting them away and never looking at them again um, until I got involved with NFTs. So now I've been spending a lot of time looking back at some of the projects I had worked on and kind of put to the side over the years and put together a project called Pathological in the hopes that it um, gives me a pathway in going forward. So all of the pictures are paths might I say, um, looking forward, uh, from my collection. And I, I minted it on Rarible and it links to OpenSea and it's called Pathological. And if you look up, um, my Twitter, everything is linked there, um, in my, in my timeline. And what's your Twitter? Uh, Tracy at 99. That's hey, a Tracy it 99 is my Twitter handle
0: for, uh, for a little history for everybody. Uh, that's how Tracy and I, um, first started talking was, uh, I, I forget the exact thing that I said, but she replied to me and she said, you, you have to Tracy it. And I said, what what the hell is a Tracy? And, uh, and then, and then I, uh, and then eventually I would reply back to her. I would say, I just got to Tracy it. Right. And she goes, yeah, exactly. No, you're doing it right this time. I'm like, all right, perfect. <laughs> like we're getting this down. So, um, so yeah, she made her name a, uh, uh, what is that a, a verb
2: a verb I want to be a verb yeah just Tracy. Yeah. It. <laughs> just, <laughs> tracy. Just tracy it. It. someone says things like you know um if you're taking pictures you're not doing it wrong so um things like that whatever camera is with you is the right camera so those right. are kind of like the Tracy it just you know make the best of every situation and um yeah that's kind of where it goes from so
0: it's funny Fun well, stuff um well tracy i appreciate <laughs> you uh, i appreciate you taking the time um and uh, and everything you do for the show obviously oh it's been um, a pleasure and uh and brian i appreciate you taking the time and hopefully, Absolutely. we didn't over talk too much and we gave you a chance to kind of learn some things i guess going uh, no forward. But
1: certainly if nothing
0: else encouragement
1: to uh dive in and actually give it a, a try
0: love it i love to hear that um Go ahead and let the people know where they can get a hold of you and uh follow you and check out your work and uh all the stuff that you're up to so absolutely uh again instagram
1: i'm probably the most active on these days and it's just at brian mccarty uh brian mccarty.com and also WarToys.org uh,
0: are the two websites perfect um i'm really bad at this i should have said this beforehand but do me a favor just stick around real quick i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap yeah. this up and then we'll all get out of here but i need everybody to stick on the line because it'll drop it it sucks I figure yeah, no out worry, a new, uh, new way um, everybody that's listening thank you for uh, for checking out four things um, my name is GM I'm the host around here I don't know if I said that uh, when we first started off the show but uh, but hopefully you know that by now we've, we've been here for a while um, you can uh, you can follow me on uh, on Twitter at uh, four things podcast uh, with an A um, you can uh, you can hit me up on my email four uh, things at gmail.com. Um, we have a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, like I said, shout out to the homie Denzel. He's been around. Uh, he's been hanging out here and and stopping through and splitting some time up with Catfish. Um, shout out to Catfish, who, uh, like I said, had some things going on, but he's back. And, uh, and we're all in full effect and everything's good. Um, we have a lot of things in store. Uh, and we really can't wait to get them to you. Um, I'm kind of figuring out some of the behind the scenes stuff right now but once we do uh hopefully even uh guys like brian will get him back to uh, to experience what we're what we're gonna have going on uh yeah. you'll see oh man brian wait till you wait till you hear your, your mind's gonna if you feel like a boomer now just wait till you hear this shit
1: um we <laughs> are we
0: <laughs> we are uh we are moving um and then uh and Tracy will be joining us uh, with that endeavor as well. Um, so you're gonna you're gonna hear a lot of familiar people, and you're gonna see us uh, for the first time, and it's gonna be fun. So um, everybody, uh, thanks again for checking us out, and um, and we'll be back. Uh, this has been um, this has been the season finale of season two of uh, of Four things, um, and we'll uh, we'll we'll see you guys in a, in a few. You know, thank you very, very, very much to you and to everyone. Thank you, brother.
3: Welcome to Podcast Palooza, where the top podcasts in the game face off. I am your host, Denzel. First up, we have the Four Things Podcast with GM and Catfish. All right, guys, first question. Name something that Batman could be made fun of. GM, you want to go first?
0: Name something that Batman could be made fun of. Name something that he... I don't know, he's a nerd.
3: He's a nerd is correct. One okay, point right. for the four things podcast.
0: Okay. Okay, Sea fish, we're in this. Let's go.
3: Let's go. Let's Catfish. Same question. Name something that Batman can be made fun of for. Oh, same question? Same question. Uh he can't keep a girlfriend. He can't keep a girlfriend. There you Correct. Go. One yeah, point yeah. for Let's four things him. podcast. Up That's to right. two
0: points. Let's go. Alright. Podcast Palooza, baby. Alright, Fish
3: We're staying with you Okay Same question Something that Batman can be made fun of for
0: This is easy, Fish You got this You got this Because he has dead parents he... Fish Wait What is true? Fish, you can't say that It's not He could get made fun of for it But that's not the... But he oh, might fuck. be Get made fun of for it It's the truth Alright Alright
3: Hey, please don't show me, because he has dead parents. <laughs>
0: mm,
3: incorrect.
0: <sighs> Shockingly, but that's true yeah. though. Like I,
3: I can't deal with this, man.
0: No, I know, fish. Just you gotta, you gotta give them an answer that's true, but it's something that other people would say too, and not everybody really thinks like we think. You know what I mean? So you just gotta, you gotta give them the answer that they want. Well. Don't worry about it bro we're it's two one we're gonna get them on the next one you know what i mean so we'll we'll run them on the next one all right i feel you bro i feel you oh it is the season finale of four things season two this is episode four my name is gm i'm the host around here um i do have uh what is now becoming a collection of co-hosts um Co-host, Squad. If <laughs> Squad. Uh, if you could go ahead and uh, let the people know who you are, what you do, why they may know you, why you would want them to know you.
3: Um, My name's Denzel. I mainly shitpost on Twitter and uh, draw really bad pictures, trace really bad pictures. And uh, what was the last one? You'd think I remember it, having listened to every episode.
0: Um, why, uh, why, the, why you are? would want them to know you?
3: Oh, I don't want people to know
0: me. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, the whole thing with that is, is like sometimes people would want, like, they would like, oh, yeah, actual want them to artists come on that are yeah, trying exa- to, yeah, yeah, yeah. actually
3: trying to push something.
0: Yeah. Cause, Cause they'll say, like, um, or you know what it is? Like, I had j Zone on, and j Zone is like a really dope musician or whatever, but like, he used to be a producer, like a hip hop producer, and work a lot of like hip hop circles and shit. And now he does more um, like funk stuff and uh and he doesn't really do the rap stuff at all he doesn't do the hip-hop stuff so they may know him because he's a dope-ass producer that makes hip-hop beats or made hip-hop beats but now he might want them to know him because he's he's doing this other thing
3: makes sense makes sense yeah i'm mm-hmm. doing nothing i don't so
0: Hmm. i feel you bro um so denzel's in the house um we don't have anybody uh to come through for this segment. And there's it's it's kind of one of those happy accidents that happen sometimes with the show where I'll um I, I have some people that I could have hit up to 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 be on the spot, but none of them really felt right because it's the season finale. I wanted to make sure it was somebody big, I wanted to make sure it was somebody um that you know that has a story to tell or whatever. Like I wanted to make sure that it delivered. And then I was like, wait, I could just have Denzel on. Now people might listen to that and be like, well what does Denzel do? Like what do, what do you mean? Like why would you have like what would what would he bring to the table in that regard of, as a guest or whatever? And I realized um and that's no not to discredit Denzel, but I know there's a lot of people out there that just discredit him naturally. Um, Myself
3: included. There's no one who, there's no one who discredits <laughs> me more than me.
0: There's no bigger self-doubter than uh of Denzel than Denzel. So yeah. um what I realized was when, when I had Denzel join the show, he jumped in and I mean, and um, graciously so, uh, I appreciate him for doing it, but we never really had like an introduction to Denzel type show. Like we never had like an episode for you guys to kind of get to know this guy and um, and kind of uh, know where he's coming from or whatever. And to be honest with you, I haven't either. Um, I know about him from like the uh, from the the devil stuff and jewels and all that kind of stuff. I know about him from um, from Twitter, paper from, from paper hands. I know him from being a crackhead. I know him from being a, an artist uh, that can't draw a straight line. Um, I know him from all those. I can't draw a straight line either, Denzel. Um, I, I know Spot. him from all those things. I know him from all those <laughs> things. Uh, but what I wanted to know is I wanted to get to know Denzel a little bit. So he doesn't know that this is what we're doing or whatever. This is the first time that he's hearing of this. So he's probably like, oh, great. We're going we're to focus on me for the next hour. But my, um, favorite,
3: my least favorite topic. Exactly. Right. Right. I know
0: because I know that if I told him this beforehand, he was going to freak out and he was going to be like, I don't know, gee, I don't think I'm going to be able to do the show tonight. Why don't you hear me when Catfish is around? Um, but here's no, the thing.
3: I would have done it for sure. I would have yeah. just been shitting my pants all day instead of having exactly, a nice relaxing right. day at work. And, stuff. and that, it just goes to
0: show you. I'm, it. it just goes to show you I'm a good friend. So I really um, appreciate
3: it. You know me so well already, even see, without ever This is what talking. I mean. For
0: this is what I mean. It's like I know you for what I know you and whatnot, but I don't know you otherwise. So I figure there's a lot of people out there that um, they and they probably could agree with me. You know, they probably know Denzel for the same way. Like some people might not know if he's from you know, Seattle or Texas or whatever, which is my thing. I mean, I didn't know where the fuck he was from. I had no idea. Um, and, and D, uh, you know, to your credit or to whatever, like you don't have to answer all these if you don't feel comfortable answering like whatever I ask you or whatever. Like, oh, no, as I, I am pretty this. much an
3: open book.
0: But that's what I'm saying is I don't want Short you to feel like, I don't want you to feel like I'm trying to like, you know, open you up for like attacks or, you know, any weirdos or anything like that. So anything that you don't want to share or whatever, feel free not to share it. Um, I have no problem I mean, with that. I know I don't
3: gotta tell you, but Mm -hmm. anyone who's seen my Twitter account, I make a lot of jokes, but it's quite obvious that I'm also willing to share almost anything. Yeah, for sure. It's hard to tell if they're jokes or not sometimes. Or if I'm being serious. But I a lot of it is serious and I'm willing to share almost anything. So
0: No, I love it. Ask
3: anything. Again, sort of my name, social security number, or like home address. Seed phrase see oh yeah see
0: phrases. <laughs> just give us one word every like every uh every 12 minutes or something like that and then yeah, uh, yeah that's what then, i'll do yeah so anyways um <laughs> so because then i was thinking about it too when i was like um i noticed that kid eight's been on like the promo run lately or whatever and he set up like a couple podcasts or whatever and i haven't listened to him and people could be like how could you be such a, a fan of kid eight but you don't listen to the podcast and i'm like. Because when Kid A eventually comes through here, which he's going to, I want to be able to have a conversation with him the way I would want to have a conversation with him. I don't want to say, oh, well, you covered this in this episode or this podcast. Let's talk more about it. Or I can't talk to him about this because he talked about it in a podcast or whatever. One thing I realized is like Denzel's never really done a podcast. Like he's never really done like a a, a real like get to know, uh, get to know Denzel type situation. So. Um, I think this is an exclusive. This is almost more of an exclusive than the Kid Eight uh interview, to be honest with you guys. So um here's yeah. your season finale.
3: Statistically speaking, you're right. You know, yeah, it may not be a, the more coveted one. It, that's what I mean. It's
0: very rare though.
3: Yeah, was, you you really do have the only exclusive interview with uh with Denzel so far.
0: Well, let's all right, so let's start it like that. And the other thing is, is if you listen back to the uh the two seasons of the show, it is very rare that I do anything that's close to like an interview with any of my guests. Like there's no where are you from? Where did you grow up? What did you, what do you listen to? Like, I don't do that shit. Like, I think that a lot of that shit is boring. I don't do it. Um, with Denzel, though, we're going to flip it up a little bit. And I don't have any notes or anything like that. We're just going to have a conversation or whatever. But um, I, I guess I'll start it with, uh, D, where did you, where did you grow up?
3: Uh, born and raised in New Jersey. Jersey okay. trash thrown through.
0: So nothing, nothing crazy. You never, uh, you, well, okay. I guess even more so. How old are you?
3: Uh, 29. hmm
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So not good
3: about, that I had
0: to think about that, huh? No, not a good it just, start. It just shows that you're about to turn 30 soon.
3: No, the problem is I just turned 29. It always throws oh, me off when the okay.
0: when, when the number changes. That makes sense. That's like when it, when the year changes on the calendar. Yeah. Um. So okay. So you're 29, Jersey. Um. What was your? I mean, what was your? What was your childhood like? Like, what kind of? What kind of area do you grow up? Or did you grow up in or whatever?
3: Um, I grew up in. I'd say like a a pretty well sized suburb, right smack dab in the middle of New Jersey. Uh, extremely diverse. I would say it was probably like you could take you know the five major races and split it twenty percent right across the board. Okay. Was, uh,
0: what race are you? Are you white? Yes. Okay. I, I mean I don't know. I mean I like I said this is we got to go. We got to cover everything here. I can, I have no idea. I can't take anything for granted. I know Fish is black. I've hung out with him before.
3: I mean you've seen you him going to say, could, you've seen pictures of my. No, I've you know, seen no, I've seen features. you with a mask
0: on. You could easily be um, like Hispanic or something like that. And then, and then to be honest with you, the picture that you that you drew of yourself, you don't look white in that picture.
3: Thank you. I'm dr- taking as a compliment. <laughs> Sorry, white people,
0: but you know. hey, hey, going, wrong with that. We
3: don't have the best rep right now, so if I can yeah. duck it, I will.
0: Nothing wrong with that. Um, I'm just saying, like when I looked at that picture, I was like, I don't know if he looks white. Like, I don't like but when you when I talk to you like this, I mean, you know, not for nothing. You sound white, like you, you know, and people could say, Well, like, what is sound white? I mean, come on, I've listened to hip hop for 20 years. Like, I can usually tell, like, when I listen to a track if somebody's black, white, male, female. You know what I mean?
3: Oh yeah. i right. have so. I've I've I let this slip one time <laughs> when I was drunk on a spaces. So I'll give you like a semi-exclusive to show you how white I am. My name's Brad.
0: Yeah. oh wow really you're yeah, really fucking yeah. white oh yeah yeah bradley. I'm, I'm through and through yeah bradley you're, bradley. Not, bradley. you're not, bradley not even brad you're, bradley. you're bradley. bradley yeah yeah, bradley. <laughs> yeah that's right through that's uh yeah. okay yeah that's, if there was that any is like, you
3: know debate if i was lying about it no no it's bradley no, so yeah, you uh, quite can't be clearly. lying now
0: <laughs> you can't be lying now so all right so bradley grew up in uh a, in, a, in, a, in a suburb of jersey okay all right I, I see you uh did you grow up as like a sports fan
3: Oh yeah, yeah, big big sports head. Up. Played almost every sport at some point in my life. My big sport. So you were a jock in my real years. I wasn't. I wouldn't say I was a jock. Uh huh. Because that wasn't really the crowd I ran with per se. Like uh-huh. if if you were looking at the school, you know, it was you know, there's those obvious groups in the, in school, and I I wasn't in that group. I
0: right. played
3: a lot of sports. A lot of my friends were all in sports, but I wouldn't say I was a jock per se.
0: Gotcha. Um, you were like the outcast of the jocks.
3: I would more say I was like the mayor of the school. Like I was friendly with every single group. I didn't have, I wasn't really close with any of them, but I was friendly with them all. knew them all. They all liked me. I all liked them more like that kind of deal.
0: It's funny. I was kind of the same way as you, except for I didn't have, um, a ton of athletic ability. I was, I'm tall, like I'm six two, so I can play basketball or whatever. And like, I got a late start. Um, I, I actually, I went to like a school dance one time and like when I was like seventh grade or whatever, and a basketball rolled across the floor and hit me in the foot. And I was like, I guess I'll play. And <laughs> they were like, you're really tall. You should play. And I'm like, I guess like, all right. So I started playing and um, I actually really enjoyed it. Like I, like I like basketball a lot. So I got into that. Um, But otherwise, like I played like football, um, like backyard, like lot football, we would call it where it was like, cause I kind of grew up in, um, uh, it was a very suburb type situation as well, but, um, a lot more white people than, uh, than what you grew up around. Um, it sounds like, uh, it was way more of like a, a wonder years kind of suburb, um, than it was, you know, uh, I'm
3: familiar uh, with upstate New York. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Upstate is a very, um, especially where, like when I grew up, like I grew up like during the, during the nineties and stuff. And, um, Like I started rapping when I was 16. And when I started rapping, it was like, it was a joke. I mean, not for me. Like I, I, I took it serious, but everybody around me, I was a joke. You know what I mean? Like there, like there wasn't anybody that was like, Oh, he's, he's just a rapper. That's just, that's just what people do. That was not normal at all where I grew up. You know what I mean? So like for me, I was, I was always kind of the outcast in that regard. And then, um, and then with sports, like all my friends played sports and stuff like that. They were all on the sports teams or whatever. And every time we would play, um, like we would do a lot of playground basketball and stuff like that. I would always get picked. I would always, you know, like, like I always got along with those guys. But then when it came to actual like tryouts or whatever, I, I just never made the team. Like it was always, uh, uh, you know, three cuts in or whatever. And then I would get cut. And I'm like, damn, man, motherfucker strung me around again. Uh, so. I came from a
3: school and played a bunch of sports that we weren't good at, so it was just a cable for me on the team every year.
0: We didn't have a football team, really. Yeah, we we just didn't have one.
3: How many kids were in like your graduating class? Like, did you just not have like enough kids in the school to like? F-
0: no, the football team
3: does require quite a <laughs> few people. I got well, say, it, does. it No, it it's does. not a basketball we... team where you need like ten kids. Like, you need like forty right there.
0: Yeah, you're right. And like with like coaches and all that kind of stuff, you need like a dedicated program or whatever. And we definitely Mm -hmm. did not have that. Um, no, we probably had, I think I, and I, I mean, I could be wrong about this, but I don't think I am. I think each grade had about 250 kids. Okay. So we had no more than like a thousand kids in our school or whatever. And, um, and, and that was, you know, very, very small, uh, very small school or whatever. But, um, when did you so you i know you like you're a um you're a hip hop fan like i know i know you fuck with Gucci right that's
3: my man right there
0: yeah that's the that's the number one guy um who else when did you get into like what kind of music did you listen to when you were growing up
3: I listened to everything literally uh i grew- grew up uh, again i listened to everything growing up uh my parents gave me a real appreciation for you know the the sixties and the seventies yep. Uh, type music and all the genres from then and then I'm not a big 80s head late and then late 90s is when I get back into it mainly my two favorites growing up would have been punk rock and uh and rap right but again all over the place with what, what I listened to but it was rap from a very young age
0: I think um the first rap album or the first like I don't know. It's kind of hard because like a lot of things like kind of blend together in that age for me. So I can't say like the first thing that I ever listened to because people would be like, well, that doesn't line up with what you're saying because this came out before this and blah, blah, blah. So like the first rap experiences that I can remember are like me listening to Kid in Play. Okay. If that if that doesn't date me enough. Um, And then there was also Public Enemy did a remix with Anthrax for a song called Bring the Noise. Ooh, that's and an amazing it, song. Yeah. And it's uh I don't know, like that for some reason, like I listen to that song a lot. My sister was like really into like 80s rock, like 80 hair, hair band stuff, and and then she started listening to like public enemy and stuff like that. And I could never really get into public enemy because it was always kind of tough for me to like to vibe with the message because I always felt like they were pointing at me, even though they weren't. Mm-hmm. Like I was like I was young enough where I was just like, These guys hate me. Why do I want to listen to this? Like yeah. they don't like me. Um and then uh, and then eventually I started to get into other stuff like uh, Lost Boys and um, Warren G and and like that kind of shit. And like that just kind of like rolled over or whatever. Um, so to you date said myself
3: you, a little bit real quick.
0: Yeah, my of course. first
3: hip hop memory. I know there was more before I listen on video game and shit. Downloading Get Rich or Die Trying 50 Cent's first album off of Kazaa just to date myself.
0: There you go. I that's that. okay. No, I, that's I
3: vividly remember, remember being in my friend, Alex's upstairs room on his computer. I can I, I see it perfectly
0: as my first so real hip
3: hop memory was. And I, oh, that album still holds a special place in my heart.
0: Well, I think, I think that like, I think it's funny when I talk like hip hop stuff with people like this, because that, it really does give you like an idea. Like when you, when somebody tells me that they're 29 and I'm 39 or whatever, I'm just like, Oh, all right. It's only 10 yeah. years. Like, it's whatever. But then, like, when you say something like that, I'm like, holy shit, because, like, I mean, I, I'm i trying to think of, like, if I can think of, like, a moment that happened when 50 Cent's album came out that I could say, like, I, was, I like, remember the specific moment regarding that album. But, like, bro, I I was walking around in a free Yayo shirt.
3: I got into my first fight because uh, somebody said the game was better than 50 Cent. Oh, my God. when that when when they had their whole split actually that wasn't my first fight
0: but what was your first fight
3: that was one of my first fights in school that got me in trouble what was
0: your first fight
3: uh my arch nemesis the other brad from my town and the other
0: brad you had a you had a rivalry with the other brad
3: uh it wasn't really more of a rivalry like Uh he bitched out almost around any corner of confrontation i just hate him
0: <laughs> how did,
3: how not, did it? <laughs> you know, I, I will say i love everyone i give it, I, love, I there's he's the maybe one of two people i've ever met in my life that i do not like
0: what about him uh made you fight? i, wanna, I gotta hear like what happened like he what happened with is the fight
3: your stereotypical uh jock from every height like teen high school right age. right right he's just such a, he was just such a full of himself dickhead and i just did not like him from a young age so i think our our first fight was in fifth grade but we had a few encounters over the years, and uh, real quick, funny story. I go to college down in South Jersey, a school called Rowan. I'm like, all right, I'm done with him. He goes to Delaware or whatever. Cool. My junior year, he transfers to my college.
0: <laughs> you can't get rid of this guy.
3: And then, so like, when you at school, it was like, oh, that's Brad from North Bronx. Like, it was, this is like you know, this no is like a- last name. It was like where, your first name and where you were from. So when there was a second Brad from North, or oh, I'm not gonna say where I live. Yeah. But, yeah. um, when he got there for a very short period of time, I started calling myself Bradley, and that's when I met my wife, and she's now the only person in my life that calls me Bradley because he he transferred to my fucking college right when we met, and I was so furious I had people start calling me a different name.
0: He's like a real life O'Doyle.
3: Oh, that's why I call him my arch nemesis because like I like I feel like he is to me.
0: That's so funny. Okay, and uh, he has
3: no issue with me. He's scared. Like he, he he'll run away from me now if he sees me. Really? But, uh, yeah. So it's not really like oh, there's no real back and forth. So you, you must like have
0: him. you must have beat him up good then.
3: We 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 had some stuff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, Sounds like what of you I, had I don't some know, stuff? I don't know how
3: much I want to burn my Twitter following, but you know what? I've always said I want to burn it to the ground. I didn't do it but there was a confrontation where my side may or may not have pulled out a sharp
0: object on his side my side
3: i'm not you
0: know how many how many thugs did you have
3: there were 3 of us
0: 3 of you, you i didn't know, know
3: in, in all fairness like i didn't know horns. i didn't know he was going to do that i would have well, tried to talk him out before we walked in there
0: just do I me didn't a, know
3: that was coming
0: just do me a favor real quick and just you got to tell me the story now.
3: (laughs) All right. (laughs) So basically, uh, he was, uh, just to add, like, just to show you was a shitty, he was just the worst drug dealer of all time. He was that guy to sell you like .15 for like 15 bucks. But it was high school, so you had to kind of do what you had to do. So he ripped my boy off real bad one time, and he's like, yo, we're gonna go say something to him. And I was like, all right, so I just thought we were gonna go say something to him. And we see him go in the bathroom at lunch. He's like, all right, now's the time. And we go in there, and he's in there with his, like, three friends. And it's me my and my two boys. And he start, and my boy starts popping off at the mouth. And then just pulls the knife out. And I'm like, we're in high, we're in high school bathroom. I'm like, no. This is not what I was prepared for. Again, I played around the fringes, I'm not going to lie. But I was not prepared for that at fucking 14. <laughs> And then pretty much he just, uh, like, without getting on the ground and curling up into a little ball and crying, he did everything but that, took all the money out of his pocket, threw it at my friend, and then just, like, ran the fuck out the bathroom. <laughs> and, uh, that's when he just really never fucked with me ever again. Poor thing's <laughs> <funny>. <laughs>
0: be one of my favorite uh, moments of the show so far to be honest with you um you've seen that's that's the
3: best story we got for sure you know it's all there was a few other good incidents but after telling that one like there's no point of going back and telling other ones
0: i i hope anybody that listens to the show caught the reference um d do you have you ever seen clockwork orange of course that was that's one of my favorite things that happened on the show. I just the whole time that, that D was telling the story, I just pictured him as the Droogs. <laughs> like there was no like that that was that just that just recreated the beginning of Clockwork Orange for everybody. That was incredible. That was amazing. Wow, talk about impromptu. Um, I didn't have that planned. I didn't have that planned at all. I had no idea. I wasn't idea
3: planning that, to tell that story when I came on today. Yeah, for that sure. was not
0: planned. I actually, to be honest with you, uh, full disclosure, um, I actually have that loaded up from when uh, from when I was going to have Kid on the show because that was the oh, intro yeah? that I yeah I was going to have that as the intro for, for when what I had Kid on, but uh, but I just I, it's just been sitting in my sound bank or whatever, and then and then as I, as you were telling the story, I figured I would just bring it up. But anyways. for
3: any authorities listening, also that was all a fake story, by the way.
0: Yeah, that wasn't even. This is just all bullshit. Yeah. Um, so all right, so Bradley is out of your life. Um, it, how did you? Uh, you mentioned your uh your your fiance. Um, how did you? How did My you love birds meet?
3: Um, we met in college. Mm-hmm. We met, um, randomly her friend came over to see my roommate mm-hmm. and she just kind of accompanied her being a good friend. Right. And then, uh, when they disappeared for the evening, we just yeah. kind of talked all night and hit it off.
0: That's and then And,
3: uh, just kind of kept on talking from there.
0: And you got your wedding coming up. Yep. Yep. Uh, I think i a, m-
3: a month from yesterday.
0: Oh my gosh. Are you, uh, yeah. are you excited or are you nervous?
3: I don't want to get it the fuck over yeah we we've lived together for five or six years now right we're legally married for we got it done during covid for you know oh you are oh you're already
0: legally married
3: yeah 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 no she's uh she's a principal so i wanted when covid popped off uh i wanted to lock down those um you know them teacher and shit benefits god forbid something happened so like You know, we were engaged for years. We had the wedding set for last October, so like we were like, it doesn't seem logical to wait to legally get married. You know, so yeah, we're legally married, and uh, but we're having the ceremony and stuff next month.
0: Are you worried about um about this COVID thing? How is oh you like
3: fuck? Yes, I am.
0: Yeah, yeah, the last
3: thing I want to do is plan a third fucking wedding.
0: Yeah, because the reason I just
3: want to get it over with is because we've had to basically plan it twice now.
0: I saw that they have something now called the Mu variant. It's the Mu variant. I've heard and so many
3: new variants.
0: That's the like, over that's the last the one like just week. I'm like,
3: I didn't know there were so many variants.
0: Yeah, that's the one that they're saying uh, can can go through the vaccine.
3: I'm just accepting that this is probably the rest of my life.
0: It probably is, to be honest with like, you. I mean, that's what.
3: I'm setting my expectations there, and if it turns out not to be, at least I'm fucking happy and excited. Like, it's better than every day waking up like it's over? No, yep. damn. Like, no, all right. It's never going to be over, and if it is one day, it'll be a lovely surprise. And I don't wish this, everyone. I hope I'm wrong, all right?
0: Yep. No, that's, I, trust me, man. I had the same exact, uh, the same exact mentality with it, with it, or whatever, where, like, I just see it as the same thing, where I'm like, and I had this, I had this a while ago, because, like, my, my thing is, is like it would have been a lot easier to keep it out than it is now to get it out once it's in. Yeah. So Pandora's like, box. Yeah, like if they had just if they had just did what they had to do to keep it out, then we would have then we would have been okay. But because it got in, I think that now like we're we're gonna be our own worst enemies here, and like this shit's just gonna go on. Like people aren't gonna stay away from each other. There's people that are saying like. Well, if I never got it before, then what's the big deal? Like I'm not gonna get it now and blah blah blah. And it's like, oh, you might have already had the shit like five times. You just you're just completely immune to it and like you just don't know it.
3: That's the crazy about
0: it. You know?
3: It's like that's how I'm like I don't see how we how we beat it. If if you could be walking around for weeks passing it around and not even know, like wouldn't it almost I be don't better see how it, we win.
0: Wouldn't it almost be better if you just turned into a zombie after you got it? Pretty I think so. Like, that's what I think. I mean, I mean, I know that that sounds bad to the people out there. They're probably like, oh, what an asshole thing to say. But I'm just it saying. It does at like,
3: first thought. But, like, the more you think about it, it's like, is it good to have all these people that are infected and have no idea walking around spreading it?
0: And not only no idea, but really, they don't even give a fuck. Like, that's the worst part. Is like, Oh, yeah, there's I, a
3: large portion of the population that doesn't <laughs> give a fuck.
0: I really thought that, like, if something like this happened, that everybody, you know, would kick into, like, humanitarian mode or whatever and be like, all right, we, we at least got to be, you know, human uh, decent humans here or whatever but that hasn't happened
3: like no they that, got too divided over the last five years to even come together i i thought we would come together on something like this too right but we got way too divided over the last five years
0: i'm looking at I mean, moving it, out of the country.
3: pandemic can't even bring us together
0: i'm looking at moving out of the country
3: and it's not a bad option
0: before our next election it's i'm not bullshitting now. either oh i'm a Can lot of people mean? are like, Yeah, sure. Oh yeah, have fun with that. Where are you gonna go? And I'm like, Man, trust me, there's places. Like there are places and and they're more than willing to accept people from different places that aren't complete assholes and aren't just taking the shit for whatever and taking it for granted or whatever. You know what I mean? So
3: Oh yeah. I'm stuck here. The wife will never leave, but best of luck.
0: Did you ever want to move somewhere else?
3: Out of the country? Probably no, 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 no!
0: Anywhere, just like in but, the country, out of the country. Oh wherever. yeah,
3: yeah! I got to get the hell out of New Jersey ASAP. I can't stand it here.
0: Where, uh, where, where would you want to go? West coast or south? Uh,
3: where again? Where would I want to go? Uh, yeah. In like the Northwest, Oregon, Washington area. I I love it out there. Um, Makes sense. Wife will never go there, so it's the it'll be the Northeast, um, Vermont, New Hampshire, upstate New York type area.
0: Denver's beautiful, man. She, she wants
3: she needs to be within driving distance. And I get it, of her friends and family and stuff.
0: Yeah, so. I get it too, but it's whack. Even
3: if it's a long drive, like she wants to be able to, you know, drive six, seven hours and then spend a right. you know, a weekend with her friend. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I, I can't, you know.
0: No, I can understand that. But um anything's but, better
3: than Jersey, so.
0: Right. Yeah, Denver is uh Denver's nice, especially coming from from new york and in the east coast and stuff like that um i didn't want to move out to the west coast and move somewhere where it was just hot all the time
3: oh yeah i don't blame you
0: my parents moved to arizona and i was like nope not doing that and like i've had bad history in arizona anyway so i was like nope not going there no so
3: you've seen my twitter feed so i you know i don't do well with the heat
0: South yeah, yeah, question. yeah, I see. Well, that's what's weird is, like, you talk about how hot it is, and I know it gets hot and like, uh, on the East Coast or whatever, but maybe that's the other reason why I thought you were in, like, Texas or fucking, like, the West Coast or something like that. Oh,
3: yeah, the way I cry, you would think I'm yeah. in, like, the desert.
0: That's but, what I'm uh, saying.
3: It, it's just that if, there's a thing up here where it's, like, your body never properly acclimates because the weather's constantly changing. Right. So, like, when it comes out of fall and then just those, that first heat wave, it, like, just kills you because, like, at least, like, but, at least I, I, what I imagine is, like, in Arizona, your body gets, you know, semi-acclimated to heat and stuff. Like, here, you never get that because it just bounces from hot to okay to cold to okay to hot. Like,
0: everyone sucks. My biggest problem in, um, in the East Coast was humidity.
3: Oh, dude.
0: Like, the humidity yes. in upstate New York is fucking awful. And, like, I know it's like that in New York City. I know it's like that in Jersey. Like, that's the one... And like when you're, especially in Jersey and like New York City, when you get into like the actual city or whatever, and like there's like that trash smell and like, you know, like that city smell and shit, it just feels like it just like sticks to you or whatever. It's fucking gross, man. Okay. I can't do it.
3: Uh, preach. So the Denver heat, I can actually nice tolerate. Me. It's the humidity that makes me just yeah, that's blow my, when blow when, when I sit and I just break a sweat sitting, mm-hmm. there's a problem. All right? Like that's not supposed to, that's not supposed to happen.
0: The worst is when you come out of the house. Oh, yeah. Like that first step out of the house and it feels like somebody hit you with a bucket of water.
3: Especially if you got the AC bumping properly like you yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, right. 95 degree summer. Yep. Oh, brutal.
0: Oh, I know. And that's out here, it's not so bad. The sun is really bad out here um, because you're closer to the sun, like being in the mountains. Mm-hmm. So, um, when my dad came out here, I told him, I was like, it's really hot out here. The sun's really hot. And he's like, huh, I'm, you know, we lived in Arizona now for the last few years. Like we know what it's like. And I'm like, all right, man, I'm just trying to warn you the, uh, excuse me. I said, just, uh, just trying to warn you. The sun is really hot. And, uh, and he's like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll be, a, we'll be fine. I think. And I go, all right. So then we went out to, um, 16th street mall, uh, which is, um, just, uh, It's like an outdoor, uh, outdoor mall. And, um, we're walking down one side of the street and, um, and I see the sun's out and I look over at him. I'm like, you all right? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I'm all right. It is hot out here. I go, yeah, I know. (laughs) And then like, we keep walking and then a little bit ways down the, down the road, he goes, uh. We're gonna we're gonna have to turn uh, and go over to the other side of the road. Go go back the other way. I go. Oh, is it getting too hot for you? He Goes that sun. I don't know why, but that sun is so hot. I said, Yeah, exactly, asshole. I told you why. I said you're you know, closer you are a to the few sun. Thousand feet closer to it. Yeah, it's it's exactly it. And I'm like, that's that. You know, you can you can really feel that or whatever. I was like, that's a that's a real thing. Um, uh, we got off track a little bit. D, what's your favorite food?
3: Oh, burritos and gushers. Together? No, no,
0: no. Separate, oh, okay. I was going to say, you're a fucking, you're a heathen. Like, nah, you're a nah, fucking you're a monster. <laughs> they need to put out a a warrant on your arrest. No,
3: I'm um, not that crazy.
0: Okay, so, uh, so burritos and, you say, Chipotle?
3: Uh, that's, if, if, you know, if we're talking, like, nationwide, like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, do you have a burrito spot around you? Man,
3: Every time I find a good a good burrito or uh, like authentic Mexican taco place, yeah, it closes within three months. I'm like the I'm the kiss of death.
0: I don't really <laughs> I don't really like uh, typical Denzel luck. Um, I don't really like Mexican food. A lot of people can be like, "Oh my god, that's crazy." I like Italian food a lot. Like I, I at least like spaghetti ziti, like that kind of stuff. I like that shit. Like I don't I'm not big on like. Um, I don't really like like ricotta and stuff like that, but I say all this to say um there's a lot of places around especially where I live right now where um it's like 90% Hispanic around me. And um there's a lot of those like uh uh trucks on the side of the road that <coughs> that um sell tacos and stuff. And mm-hmm. I and like every time I see them I always wish that I liked them. You know what I'm saying? Cuz like I'm like, "Yo, I bet you they're probably good as fuck." And I don't know, some it's of just,
3: the best tacos come out of trucks.
0: That's exactly, it's like a gas station chicken. Yeah. Like gas station fried chicken. Like if if you have a chance to get fried chicken from a gas station, fucking get it. Like don't, don't be a snob about it and be like, I can't, I can't do that. I can't eat fried chicken from a gas station. That's gross. I'm telling you right now that, that fried chicken is probably some of the best fried chicken you'll ever have.
3: And you really want to have the best fried chicken in your life. You got to go into a gas station in the hood and get the fried chicken.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly, right. That's and that's that's the other thing. That's um out in Chicago, we uh we would have Harold's and stuff like that. And Harold's is good as fuck. Um so that's that's kind of like close to where my bar is for chicken and not a lot of places really hit that. Um We also have like uh Culver's out here. I like Culver's. And in Chicago, we had Portillo's and Portillo's is I've heard heard
3: of that. I've heard nothing but amazing things about that. my
0: God. Portillo's is amazing. They have, they have one out in Arizona now too. Um, it might be two of them out in Arizona. I'm not sure, but, um, Portillo's is so fucking good, man. Like that. I wish we had a Portillo's out here, but yo, one place that we do have out here that I just tried last week and I never, I like, it's not a chain or anything. It's like a, it's like a small place. We might, I might even go there tonight for dinner. Um, It's a place called the Mac and Cheesery. And, uh, all they have there is Mac and cheese. I've
3: seen those starting to pop up. Those in grilled cheese places are starting to pop up around me.
0: Yeah. This macaroni and cheese thing is fucking amazing, man. Like it's, it's like a little shack or whatever. And like, they only, they have like 10 different kinds, I guess that you can get with like different shit thrown in there. But I just get like the classic macaroni and cheese. I got it last time for the first time, like last week. And, um, I got that and then they have like uh, five guys across the street. And so I was like, like we were, we were going to five guys. And then I saw the Mac and cheese replace and I'm like, Hey, let's try there uh, first. So we stopped there and I grabbed some Mac and cheese and then I went over to five guys and we got, you know, burgers or whatever. And then I opened up the Mac and cheese in the car. And I'm like, Holy shit. And, and I had like three, four or five bites of it or whatever. And eventually like I had to put the lid on it. Cause I was like, I'm going to eat all of this before we get to the house easily. Like, no fucking problem. So good. Mac and cheese places are great.
3: Good general rule of thumb. If a place only does one thing, chances are they do it fucking amazing. I don't think you only make macaroni and cheese and also make it poorly and somehow stay in business. If you literally only make one thing, you're going to do that thing at least good. At least it's going to be good. At best, it's going to be mind-blowing.
0: Such a good, such a good point. Cause that's, I, I, again, I try to say that to my girl or whatever, where like we find these places and like, even like some of, there's even places where like we'll drive by and like, it'll be like a pizza place. And she's like, do you think that place is any good? And I'll look at it and I'll be like, no. And she's like, why not? And then like, I'll look and I'll be like, it has one of those shitty fucking neon lights or whatever. Like no, there's no pizza place that, that has like one of those shitty neon lights. that's good. Like those are, it's like a key signature of every bad shitty pizza place. And she's like, wow. I I didn't know it was that detailed. And I'm like, I'm telling you, like, I've, I grew up around pizza places. Like I'm I'm sure you understand the same
3: area skill.
0: Yeah. Like like you just like, you just know, like
3: look at a place and like, nah, that's not the one.
0: Dan. So you probably agree with me on this one. Like people say like, well, how do you know that that's a good pizza place? Right. And then, and then I'll hear like, they'll be like, oh, I got the best pizza place by me. It's the best pizza. Like uh, you got to try it when you're here and then I'll go. And they'll order a pizza and they'll be like, what do you want on your pizza? And I'm like, I'll just get, I'll just get cheese. And they go, oh, no, no, no. You got to get like the, the pepperonis and the sausage and the mushroom. And like, it's so good, bro. Like you got to get all this. And I'm like, no, I'll just, I just want to try the cheese. And they're like, all right. I don't know. I've never had the cheese pizza. I don't really know if it's good or not, if it's just cheese. And I'm like, well, then it's not a good fucking pizza. Yeah. If that pizza isn't great off of one slice with nothing on it and it's just fucking cheese, base sauce, whatever, and and a slice, if that slice isn't one of the best slices you've ever had in your life, I don't want to hear anything about that pizza being the best pizza in the fucking world.
3: You throw buffalo chicken on cardboard, it's going to be at least pretty good.
0: It's like like salads, like people who talk about salads. Oh, I I eat four salads a day. And then you watch them eat a salad and they throw an entire bottle of ranch dressing on it. And I'm like, (laughs) you're not eating a fucking salad, bro. Like, like I I respect what you're trying to do and you're probably healthier than I am. But at the same time, like that's not the move.
3: Yeah.
0: So it's the same thing with pizzas. Like there's a lot of pizza. um, There's also, I tell her there's like a rule like out here. If like we drive by somewhere and it says like New York pizza, I'm like, nope.
3: Oh, yeah. If you're not in New York City and you're advertising as New York pizza,
0: next. It's probably trash. Like, I've been to one place in my life that advertised as New York pizza. And when I had it, it was good as fuck. But it wasn't New York pizza. Like, I mean, it was good. It was real good pizza. It was out in Aurora when I lived out in Chicago. Um, But that's it. Like, that wasn't – there's a – they got a place out here um, called Rosati's. And Rosati's is a pizza place out in Chicago. And they have one out here – in colorado and it's crazy it's like 20 25 minutes away from my house or whatever and um they have like the perfect chicago pizza it's not like that lasagna pizza with like all the the sauce on the top and like all that mm-hmm. shit it's not one of those it's the the round pizza that's cut into like squares or whatever oh now you're talking you, oh it's so fucking good man like it's it's like the perfect pizza place so that's d you got to come out here sometime man like i, t- I told you you know,
3: that's probably top of my
0: list of places to visit in that. Bro, if y'all ever want to come out here, um, I know I know I talk about like being poor a lot, um, on my timeline and like in general because <laughs> because I am. I'm I'm very I'm very money poor. But um I got a house that uh right now me and my girl are staying in. It's her uh, it's her grandma's old house and her grandmother moved out to to move in with her parents and we moved into this house. And we have, um, our setup is like, it's like two bedrooms upstairs and then a little living room, like little kitchen or whatever. And then downstairs is where I do the podcast. And that's like a big ass fucking, uh, like a big ass basement that, uh, that's, that's set up, uh, nice. Like, I'm like we got a bar down here. Like we got like the, 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 the floor done. You know what I mean? Like every, it doesn't feel like a basement. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. So that's why I'm saying anytime y'all want to come out here or whatever, if you got um, a show that you want to check out or you got a sporting event or some shit like that that you want to check out. Like I know what the Nuggets playing or whatever. Um, I know in February the Knicks are going to be playing the Nuggets. Um, So I think I'm, I'm playing without her. That. Way. That's fine. You could do that too, man. That's you. That, you, that is 1,000% on you, bro. Not that I don't um, love her, but
3: as a vice principal, she doesn't get much time off other than one month in July and I ain't waiting
0: Right. Right. No, I understand that. Yeah, that's fair. No, that's if you, bro, if you want to come out here for fucking two days, you want to come out here for five days, um, you know, whatever you want to do, just let me know. And, uh, and you can have the, you can have the basement. You just throw a fucking air mattress down here or whatever. And, uh, we'll go check out some shows or check out, uh, they got fucking baseball games right now, at least for a little bit. I think that's probably going to be a wrap soon. Um, what is it? Is it
3: September now?
0: yeah, it's September now. Yeah. And I don't know how the Rockies are doing the last, I don't think they're doing great, but um i'm not a big rockies fan so but they always got fucking hip-hop shows going on out here always all well again with covid it's kind of spotty but they've been they've been doing some things red rocks is crazy
3: i don't like to talk covid too much but just quickly are you guys open still uh yeah much? we're
0: yeah we're yeah we're pretty much open i mean i just you gotta, don't follow it at
3: all anymore I, I, a year and a half and i just can't give a fuck
0: i understand brother No, no 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 i get it um No, we're we're still open. People wear their masks. Um, the problem with where I live is like it's very split. Um, it's it's where I grew up in New York. It was pretty much you you pretty much grow up around all Democrats. You know what I mean? Like that's just Mm -hmm. that's just New York. Like that's the vibe or whatever. Um, out here it's a lot more wild west like. It's a lot more um you know gun toting and and like all that type of shit. And I'm not used to that at all. Um, that's very weird for me, but a lot of these people, like they're very much don't take our guns and shit. And so there's, that
3: was was a thing, like a big thing in
0: Colorado. Oh, it is bro. It is. There's a County out here. There's one County out here. I think it's Douglas County. And, um, they're straight up like that. It's it's the same County that, that, um, Marjorie green Taylor or whatever her name is. Um, it's, it's the same one that she's from and she has like this bar out there called shooters. And, uh, and people go there and like, they openly, they openly pack, like they don't wear masks. Like it's, it's like throughout this whole thing, they haven't worn masks. They haven't, you know what I mean? They don't abide by the rules. They're very, very, uh, very gunslinger out there.
3: I would have never guessed.
0: Yep. There's, there's pockets out here that are really fucking bad. Like that's, that's one of the reasons why I got out of Colorado Springs. I was out in Colorado Springs for the last like I don't know for probably about a year or so like during the pandemic and um and me and my girl were like we got to get the fuck out of here. Can't blame
3: you on
0: that one. My girl's Mexican, so like she you know so like she just she didn't feel like super comfortable being out there anyways. Like once we realized what it was, like yeah, like we kind of looked around a little bit and I was like, oh, they're like they're really out here, out here. And then I was That's like, we super
3: should super uncomfortable
0: yeah for definitely no for sure and that's what that's what a lot of people like especially like with my white friends and shit like that like you know um even before everything got bad and everything got you know really escalated and shit like that like they would they would say shit where they'd be like well i don't see what the big deal is and and i'm like yo like honestly bro like i like as crazy as this sounds to some people and you might not understand you know not you but like my friends back in new york or like on the east coast and shit they might not understand this but like if me and my girl are out walking at night and, and we just go out for a walk, like you don't like y'all don't understand that, like the mentality uh, for of different people in different places is somebody could see her and then just pull over and act like they were the police or act like they were, you know, like they were fucking, um, you know, looking for a green car or they were looking and like my girl's fully fucking she's, she's American. She's been here. She's been, she's a citizen. Like she, there's no issues with that shit, but once, once you have a different skin color, it's like motherfuckers just act like they feel like they have a different set of rules because most of the time they do.
3: I, it's, I'm luckily being white. Yeah. I don't have to deal with much racism. I had. Is one, your girl white too? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's, that's what like, even like with me and my girl, like if we have kids or whatever, it's the same type of shit. You know what I mean? Like they're going to like, like they're going to face some of that shit.
3: I had one experience of like legit overt racism, and it was enough to be like, I mean, not like I ever needed that to explain that it was bad. Like, I always got that from, a, like I said, I come from a very diverse area, so
0: like. Right, right. Uh,
3: there was racial tension among small, fragmented groups, you know? Right. But there was no racism really that I ever saw growing up. But the first time I ever experienced it, that shit changed me forever. I'm not gonna lie. Like, it. I could not imagine living like that every single day. Yep. Like the way I was looked at and like, I was mind blown.
0: That's a, it's a, it's a very, yeah, it's a very real thing. And that's the one thing that I noticed, like when I, where I grew up was that everybody there, um, (sighs) nobody was racist. Like we had, uh, we had a, we had a couple, like I said, most of the kids in my town were white. We had a couple of black kids and like when in, in one of them, um, okay. Two of them were brothers and, uh, one was a little bit older than the other. And they were both, um, they were both on the basketball team. They were both really fucking good at ball. And, um, that got them a pass. I think, I think that got them a pass with like most of the kids in the school and shit like that at that time for being the black kids because they were the black kids who were good at basketball. And so like everybody gave them a pass. And I think the other thing that got them a pass is that one of their parents, their mom was white and their dad was black. And so people, we never really saw their dad around very much. Like he kind of stayed home a lot. Like we never really saw him much, but we would see her, we would see their mom around. (coughs) And, um, when we were growing up, I would, I would, I would never say we were racist. Like if, if you asked us, especially at the time, are you, are you a racist kid? I'd say, no, what are you talking about? Like we, you know, we have a black friend. Yeah. um, But, uh, but then later on though, looking back at it, like I, I do feel, I don't feel bad because I never treated them like this. Like I can honestly say like, because of the fact that I, I listen to hip hop and whatnot and I was a very, like I was very much into hip hop culture from a very young age. So like, um, whenever we did, we lived next to a uh, a, a house that was um, for, uh, for troubled youth. And a lot of the kids that came into our school that were black were from the troubled youth house. And so a lot of the kids in the school would stereotype all black kids as being troubled youth. You know what I mean? And to me, I was like, man, what's the big deal? Like, I I would hang out with them and shit like that, you know, like, like, like there was at least like two of those kids that I was cool with where we would hang out and like outside of school and outside of like the grounds or whatever. And like, they were cool as fuck. So like, I didn't really see it, but I could see the way that people would treat them and shit like that or the way that people would kind of act towards them or whatever. And I realized that like, I think that growing up, a lot of people around me, they weren't racist overtly, but they were very undercover racist. Like they were, and they didn't even know that they were racist, but it was, it was just a prejudice more than it was a racism or whatever. And it was and like, a lot of it was like hidden in jokes and shit like that. So it's, it's like when you're a kid, like you, you laugh it off as like a joke or whatever. And then like later on, you're like, Oh, we were kind of fucked up. You know what I mean?
3: And when, when you grow up and you realize it was fucked up, I don't really know. I, I, kind of count that different than being racist I just right. think you're racially ignorant
0: yeah, uh, agreed. you I don't I know see any a better. lot of
3: that from older generations even in this area just mm-hmm. I again that wasn't the generation I went to school with but I see it in older generations and I don't think that they're necessarily racist a lot of the time like a lot of people that you know are deep into this and they look for any reason to, to throw that word around and I know right. how serious of an accusation that is now so I, right. I may be guilty of going the other way where I don't I look for any reason not to call someone racist. Right. I see a lot more racial ignorance. Like people that I could tell never really spoke to someone of a different race. They didn't grow up in a diverse area like I did. So they don't know because you do talk to different people, different race, different ethnicity, different socioeconomic. You talk to them all differently. You talk to men and women differently at that. You know, it's not just a racial thing that you divide, but. And they just never learned how to talk to that segment of the population. Right. So a lot of it I see now is some of it is racist, of course. A lot of people are getting thrown under the bus. And I just, I think they're just ignorant. Is that an excuse? No. Educate yourself. All right. I get that side too. Like it don't, it doesn't make, okay. It makes it a little bit better in my opinion than being actually racist.
0: Right. 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 Right.
3: But it is still an issue. But I do think that I see a lot more racial ignorance nowadays right. of just people that go talk to some more people
0: yeah people just don't care like the like when it comes down to it people are so stuck on um and you know i, I hate to sound like the old guy here and be like it's all the social networking but like it kind of is all the social networking man like yeah, it's sure so fucking it's so fucking weird to like look at like the if you're if you are my age if you're closer to like 40 or whatever like you've been through a huge technological boom or whatever over the last like 30 years of your life that it it, i don't know if other generations before us have really gone through as much advancement as what we've gone through in like our Mm -hmm. short span you know what i mean and like that shit can get fucking overwhelming bro like my first
3: generation that grew up with a black and white tv that had seven or eight channels that they had to Physically change yep. with a dial on the TV, and yep. so now there's VR and endless TV that comes through a little USB stick And there's 75 inch flat screen on their
0: wall. Like you can watch everything on your watch. Like you yeah. can talk to anybody that you want to talk to. You can, you can block get a car anybody to drive you around wanna... now
3: and watch TV in the dashboard if you're fucking inclined yep. enough to. Like, yeah, it's I I couldn't imagine. I, I think I was blessed to grow up right at the perfect time to adjust to all this stuff and be able so like i I remember a little bit before it, but I've grown up with it, so it's not weird, and I'm adept at all of it and stuff like pick it up
0: easily i will I will say this i um throughout my lifetime, there's a lot of times where i'm like i would have i would have liked to have been born in this era, you know like mm-hmm. this like fifties forties twenties whatever whatever era, I can honestly say, after all this and seeing how everything's kind of worked out and blah 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 i I think I was born during kind of the yeah. perfect time because of the fact I think that, like,
3: you, Evie, yeah, you. I got to live out like that
0: '90s. I, I got to live out that '90s era, and like to me, I know that we can like wax nostalgic about the '90s era with like you know, and when like younger people hear that, I think especially even younger than you, like 20, you know, stuff like that. Like they're like, all right, yeah, it literally couldn't have been, didn't have memories from it. Yeah, it could it couldn't been that great, but like yo, y'all y'all don't understand, man. In the '90s. It was like no, the was fucking away. wild west, bro. Like like you don't understand that if you went to Times Square in the nineties and 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 you had never been to Times Square before, you're you're gonna see like peep shows there. Like you're going to see um like oh, uh, New York was crazy. New York was wild <laughs> in the 90s, bro. And it wasn't just like it wasn't just I'm like watching
3: a, the Wu-Tang show right now on Hulu. And that's a small like, oh,
0: representation. Yeah. That's a yeah, that's a small representation. <laughs> and that's exactly what it's like. And that, that, that's yeah, the type of shit that really makes was. me miss it. Where it's like this shit was like. Yo, I have told the story before, I think on the podcast, but like me and my boy used to work at a fucking, um, at, at strawberry records, which was, uh, it turned over to coconut records. And, uh, we worked there and we worked there in the city. Like it was, it was like a small city or whatever, but it was a city. And, um, there were no cameras in the, in the, in the store. Now, if, if you told somebody now that there was a CD store, like a media store or whatever, and there were no cameras in there, people would be like, that's fucking crazy. Like there's like, they're going to get shut down, like blah, blah, blah. Like they, like they have to have cameras in for one reason or another, whether it be to protect the employees, protect the customers, protect the merchandise, whatever the case is. This fucking place had no cameras in it. I was 18 years old working at a job where I, I loved music. I saw the opportunity of music and and the business side, the hustle aspect and all that. Like you could not tell me not to sell CDs, to my friends for $10 a piece at that time. Like you, you couldn't do it. Like there was no way it wasn't going to happen. If I got that same job right now, there would be like eight cameras on me. There would be um, like four fake customers that came in. There would be a security guard in the store. Like it would be all types of shit because we live in a completely different fucking time now. Then mm-hmm. they didn't give up. like, Nobody gave a fuck, man. It was, <clears throat> it was, it was a beautiful time to be alive. The '90s, everything that everybody says about it, like if you, if you hate the things about now, like all the the security cameras that are up on the light posts, and um, the fact that you know, co- like I hate the fact that cops have like twelve different cars now that they drive around oh, in. Like dude. they don't look like cop cars. Like they look like every other fucking car other than a cop car. I
3: mean, as someone who's been doing like. Technically, like if you want to be technical about it, someone who is committing a felony every day, multiple times a day for fucking 10 years by smoking weed in this state. Yeah, it's a fucking pain in the ass that they have 19 cop cars. Yeah, they got the ones that are all black and you can only see the word police in like certain sunlight from certain angles and it just.
0: They got right. a car out here that they say is for breast cancer awareness, and half the car is pink and half of it is black. And I'm like, yo, oh, fuck yeah, out of those. here, bro. Like, if I saw the pink car pull up on the side of me, I'd be like, oh, it's just a pink bullshit car. Nope, it's a cop.
3: I'm not going to lie. If I didn't know, I wouldn't pull over for half these vehicles.
0: Yeah, really, really. That's You're like, exactly. Yo, these people
3: just trying to rob. Like, I've heard those stories of, you know, the fake yep. cops pulling you over. Like, and, like I just see an all-black car, just lights come on, yep. tinted out windows and shit, like. No, I'm good,
0: yo. They have I'll a drive lot a of gas them.
3: station. You, we'll talk it out there or something.
0: Yep. They have a lot of them out here. And um, there's times where we'll be driving around. And my girl will point it out where she would be like, you see that guy over there? I'm like, yeah, she's like, cop. I'm like, oh, shit, you're right. Now, it's just
3: because um, you ain't really trying to prevent crime. You're just trying to fucking write tickets.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. They're just trying to catch people. all that shit know, is,
3: for, is for is for traffic violations.
0: Yep. Either that or else they're just trying to catch people smoking weed or whatever. Like, just, you know, yeah. they're just they're just bullshitting. Um. But yeah, you didn't have to, you didn't have to worry about that shit back then. Like in the nineties, like you, everybody was what they were. Like it was a blue car. It was a fucking state trooper. If it was a white car, it was a, um, a, a sheriff. That's a Simpler times. <laughs> it's so easy. So like, there's certain times where I do get frustrated. Cause like, I feel like there was like a 10 year gap there between like the nineties, like when it hit 2000 to like 2010, like even like 2015 where shit was real fucking stagnant, bro. Like, Think about the fact that like our our minimum wage has been you know eight dollars or seven dollars and fifty five cents or you know eight dollars and ten cents or whatever the fuck the national minimum wage is, for twenty years or whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? Like candy bars. I used to I used to go in not to not to get old on people because because people would be like oh again you're being so old like you're talking about old prices of candy bars, bro. Candy bars used to cost me like fifty cents when I went to the fucking store. And now and candy bars favorite. cost a dollar ninety nine
3: my favorite is i watched the dollar Nothing
0: menu disappear. Went up. Yeah. Yeah. was no, a know. dollar
3: menu. You used to take it's a $5 the value, it's and the have value like, menu now. You had 15 options of, for legitimately a dollar. Yep. Now you got like six options starting at like
0: a dollar 89. Yeah. Dollar 19, dollar 29, dollar 79, dollar 89. The
3: portions have The prices have gone up. Like,
0: yep. Yep. I missed the dollar menu. That's the one.
3: That's time, I just, I watched it disappear right in front of my fucking eyes.
0: And that's what I'm talking about. And people could be like, oh, you're being old. Well, look, I wouldn't be complaining about this shit if minimum wage went up. Like, I wouldn't be complaining yeah. about this shit if jobs actually existed and shit like that. But, like, now it's getting to the point where me and my girl go to, like, somewhere for fast food or whatever. And they'll have a sign on the thing that says, you know, uh, please be patient. Uh Only one employee on staff. You know, like, shit like that. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck, man? Like, pay these people. Like, pay them yeah. and get it over with. Because this shit is... Like, I feel like there's, like, a, a strike amongst, like, fast food and, like, um, and, and like uh, grocery store workers and shit like that because they're not getting paid. And, and they're just not saying it's a strike. They're just like, I'm not going to fucking work. Like, What's I'm not, I'm not going to it's, work there.
3: And I don't blame them. They're smart. They're getting yep. paid more to stay home right now between unemployment and that extra 300 Why yeah. the fuck would you go work if McDonald's for minimum wage make less money to work 40 hours a week?
0: Well, them
3: corporations, I... open up your fucking bank account.
0: Yep, You want exactly. to get employees
3: back, fucking pay them.
0: Bro, I'm I... I'm sorry, like,
3: I, I'm a free market guy, I'm very libertarian, but at the end of the day, this is the game, that, this is the way the game's set up now. The government's giving them this much money to stay home and not work. If the, if I... the government can pay them that much to not work, you gotta beat it. I'm sorry. Yep.
0: And we, you know, when this thing first started, when COVID first started, like I knew that we were going to go into some kind of a lockdown. Like I knew something was going to happen. And I told my I, girl, yeah, I, I saw, said.
3: I, I saw the writing on, I guessed COVID. I, play, I saw it actually pretty well. Well, I saw. I like, I, oh, we're, you know, we're screwed for at least a year, a year probably plus.
0: Well, okay. You were, you were, yeah, you nailed it more than I did because when I first saw it, it was over in Italy or whatever. And I saw like the 13 pages of, of the obituaries over there and I'm like, Oh, we're fucked. Like, this is like, this is bad. Like, this is going to be really fucking bad. And then when it got over here, I was like, all right, we're just going to lock down for like three months. Everybody will stay away from each other. Like everybody will fucking respect this shit or whatever. And then we'll get it over with and then we'll be on with our life. That never happened. Like nobody ever got on the same page together to where it could just go away. Instead, it just, it, it, you know, it's just where we're at now or whatever. So like I had a feeling that that was probably going to be uh, probably going to be the case. Um, and when I told my girl, I said, look, um, you know, call into work, tell them you're not going to be coming in for, uh, you, you know, for your shift this week or whatever, say, you know, with this thing going on, you want to kind of see how it plays out. So she called him. And they were like, "Oh, um, okay," you know, like kind of like surprised that you know that she would she would dare take it that seriously. And then a week later, we get a call from them, and they're like, "Hey, uh, we're going to be shutting down. Don't come um, in. Yeah, don't come in." And I was like, you're "Yo, right." And I said to her, "I was like, could you imagine if you caught COVID in the last week or whatever, going in there for these bullshit shifts where you're you're working part time hours and you're getting paid fucking twelve dollars an hour or whatever." And, you know, you don't have medical or anything like that. Like, they're not going to take care of you over, you know, if you get this shit or even if you're asymptomatic and you pass it to me or whatever, like, they're not going to take care of my fucking hospital bills or anything like that. Like, it's not worth it. And then eventually they started to call her up with it would be like, Hey, so we're back. And, you know, we, uh, we're going through all the, all the things that we need to do to, to be able to be open. And and, and I'm like, yeah, you know, and she would tell him, like, "I, I still don't feel comfortable with coming in. And they're like, Oh, well, you're going to have to figure out if you want to come in or not. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, so you're going to force her to come back in or um, what you're going to fire. Her? So so like you're going to fire her over a fucking a virus that came in or whatever. She had no control over. Her. You're not going to do anything to fix it if she catches it. But yet you expect her to just come back to work. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, get fucked. So that's, so that's where, like, we, we played hardball from, like, the very beginning of this where I was like, I'm not fucking around. I'm not, like, I'm not doing that shit. Like, if, if people think that, you know, that you're dumb or whatever and they can just tell you, well, we put up a piece of plexiglass so everything's going to be okay, like, get the fuck out of here. Like, you don't care about her life.
3: We're going to hand it right back over, but the 99% did get a chance to fucking make minor changes to this fucking whole shit system that we got going. And put their foot down for once, like we're gonna hand it right back. But well, that's what, what I'm hoping. To like I'm not gonna lie, like that's why I'm kind well, of hoping you got people, more power during all this.
0: That's why I'm kind of hoping people do stick with it. Like I don't have a problem with waiting an extra ten minutes for my food or whatever if it's gonna actually make a difference. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want people to fucking cave and go back to work for uh, you know eleven dollars yeah. an hour or whatever. Like you can't keep raising the price on Snickers bars and then fucking and then just expect people to work for less.
3: No, I'm not anti business. I want them to make their money too, but you know what? If you ain't paying your employees and you're just getting fatter and fatter pockets, I can't I don't root for you. Yep. I ain't pulling for you.
0: I agree. Um well Denzel, we've had a uh, we've had a good a good time getting to know you. Uh I'm sure we're gonna have more to find out. Um it was good to hear about Bradley versus Brad though. I'll give you that. <laughs> um, uh, Dude, we was... went
3: all over the place, huh?
0: this is what we do man. Like this is what I, this is the yeah. show. Welcome to the new show. Um, speaking of which I want to give people just a real quick idea. Um, going into the next season, um, you've heard some skits on the show probably about, uh, about people uh, taking the idea for 16 things. Um, next Scumbags. season, I know, right next season, you're, you're going to get 16 of them things. Um, we're we're going to do segments that are going to be broken down into like an hour, hour and a half or whatever, a lot like this segment um, and, and the regular segments you hear on the show. But instead of them being pieced together as one episode, as four segments or two segments, it's just going to be one segment. Um, and what that's going to do is that's going to allow me to, if, if Denzel's not doing anything and I have an artist coming on and I want to hit up Denzel and be like, hey, you want to jump on here? I already have something planned. Then great. You can jump am. on. No, well, that's well. That's what I'm saying is we can make it. You know, we can make it. Uh, we can make it work. That's um, you know, so what
3: I'm saying. Like I'm almost never doing anything other than work. Oh like, yeah, I'm, yeah, right, right. So I'm that's o- what I'm, I'm saying always is. Brave-y.
0: Yeah, and I'd like to have you here for some of the interviews and stuff like that. I think that would be fun. Oh, there's one um, I'm coming in
3: on. We uh, which we'll we'll talk afterwards. I don't I don't want I don't want to spoil your interviews. But I'm guessing I, the I know pidgey. one you got coming.
0: I'm guessing oh, okay, it's the pigeon. It.
3: Hell yeah, I'm uh, coming on, Mr. <laughs> man. I'm coming on for that
0: one. That's my man. Um, yeah, that's, I, I want to, I want to link up with him for next season. There's a lot of, there's a long list of artists and people that I want to link up with for next season, um, that I haven't linked up with for very specific reasons. Like I just, I, I, it hasn't been time yet, but I think now it's the perfect time, um, with catfish, uh, it's the same thing with him. Like there's times where he might not be available cause he's going to do something or whatever. There's going to be times where he's going to be around and he's not doing anything and he's going to be down to jump on we can make that happen. Excuse me. Uh, I'm leaning back in my chair. I'm getting lazy. So, um, so then, uh, and then there's times where, you know, if, if, if neither one of them can come on, then I'll just handle the segment myself and we'll still, um, we'll still get it up for everybody. So, um, so that's going to be the format for, uh, for four things. It's going to be a season of 16 things. Um, we're still going to do some more things, but to be honest with you, a lot of these 10 Ks, I'm not really fucking with them right now. Um, I don't, I'm not going to get into like super details or whatever, but I'll just say I tried the 10 K experiment. Um, I, I guess what I, what I learned was, um, the artists are a lot more genuine than the 10 Ks. Uh, so if I can just have a show where I'm talking to the artists, why the fuck am I talking to the 10 Ks? Because, and I I mean that.
3: an artist whose name predates co- NFTs and was may not, maybe he wasn't a super successful artist, but an artist who's ni- had a name before NFTs is not looking to risk it on a quick money grab rug pull. I just trust yeah. them more.
0: If well, I now, have an artist
3: whose name has been and is on the line and they're, ri- they're risking something to me, I trust them. So I feel you.
0: I agree. Um, you got to you be got honest skin in the
3: game. You got, you got something on the line here.
0: Well, and they're, and they're usually more genuine. They usually um they usually appreciate the spot more. Like I've had people that have come on for the ten ks, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call anybody out. I'm not gonna do any of that I shit. Will. But, but they I'll play very nice. <laughs> they play very nice, and and they're very friendly. And then afterwards, um, they might share the episode maybe once or or, or possibly twice, and then after that, they nothing. Like there's no. They don't retweet the show when I have another guest on or they don't um, I never see them mention me or anything like that. So when I have artists on a lot of the times, like those artists will actually, you know, push the episode a little bit or they'll say, hey, I got to get you in contact with my uh, with my buddy who does blah, blah, blah. And then that usually works out. Um, so it just. I don't know. It just feels a lot more uh, authentic for the show and genuine for me to for me to talk to the artists. since that's what I think a, I,
3: a lot of people are picking up on that because yeah. over the last week I saw two successful, not 10K, they were both 8K projects, but they were tied to successful artists. Right. Uh, I'm wondering if this is going to be a new wave of artist backed because, I mean, obviously artists always made these 10K projects, but the artist was never the face of the project.
0: And I think that's because the artist, just like every other fucking time when the artist doesn't have the money to put up or the technological know-how to put up, so they have to rely on somebody else. And then when they rely on that somebody else, then they want to take their name off. of it. Exactly. So we don't, you know, I think that, I think you're right. I think that people are going to have to not worry about that as much now because they're like, wait, I can put together a fucking 10K. Like this community is so small that a developer for one project can easily reach out to an artist from another project. And they're like, Hey, we can do this. We don't need starter uh, like any kind of startup capital or anything like that. Like we can just run off of what you have.
3: That is one of the best things about all those 10 K projects is it's made it so easily available to make one now that artists themselves can just make one. Yeah. Like it's no secret that Kitty's super successful G vault drop. he pretty much made from concept to finish in a week. Yep. Now, granted, the character he had been building for years at this point, so you know, but the back-end stuff—a week with a with a handful of devs and a friend. Yep. Like the blueprints out there, that's a lot easier for these artists to to do it now. So I'm really curious. I hope so, because there's so many amazing artists. I would love to see more artists back 10k projects.
0: Yeah. So that's why I'm I'm not really uh, not really stressing the 10ks. Um if I have a chance to have um some of the more blue chip uh like successful already established 10k's on, then I will. Um if I if come you get across Beanie, coming on. Oh man. I told I'm you B follows blots me. Blots or
3: blutes or whatever the hell. I got he questions. follows
0: me, but he doesn't he doesn't interact. Uh so we'll we'll see. Um the blots and blutes. I don't even want to get into those fucking things. I don't even know what's <laughs> going on like, I, I told you last night I bought a kitchen. Like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I bought a kitchen with with a cereal box and a milk car uh, milk carton and a refrigerator. Like what the fuck is wrong with me? I bought an NFT to display my NFTs. What's wrong? With me? Like, what are you doing out here?
3: So in all fairness, I'm looking at the same. I kind of want to get one of those seminium plots. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, That's all, right. All, all exactly, it is yeah.
3: is an NFT to show off your NFTs.
0: Right. Yeah. So I mean, um, I don't is- know. Like I want to. Uh, I want to have. People on for more things still, but uh, I think that those are going to be a little – they might be a little bit different also. Um, I don't know if they're going to be centered around 10Ks. I don't know exactly what's going to go on with them, but um, but maybe they'll become more even like roundtable episodes and stuff where I'll have artists on from previous seasons and stuff like that to do like a roundtable. There's um, this
3: one 10K I heard of. I think that might be pretty cool for you. Uh, what is it? Densified Profile Picks.
0: Yeah, you know what? There's a there's actually a pro there's actually a project that's coming out and it, it would have came out like three days ago. It's called Hip Hop Bodies, uh except for I'm waiting on a fucking Denzel head. So as soon as I get Denzel's head, then I can I can drop it on this body and then I can get this project out. But until then, it's basically just sitting here waiting for Denzel.
3: You hear that, everyone who wants to collab with me? Yep.
0: Just He's a know true what you're artist. Getting into. He's a true artist. All he has to do is am- just drop me a head. Made it the easiest thing I could possibly make it.
3: A head that he pretty much asked me. He's like, just draw in like three minutes. In
0: yeah, I'm like, it doesn't have to be like or- anything crazy or whatever. <laughs> just draw like a head. It could literally just be like a smiley face with like two dots and a, and like a like a, a a smile. And I'd be like, all right, that's that's Denzel's contribution. I just want him for his name because he's popular.
3: No, don't say that
0: he'll get your I'm project still trying sales. To lie to
3: myself. i keep pushing the goalpost back to like when i'll admit it i'm like 10k 10k followers i'll admit like all right maybe i got a little bit of clout in this small now
0: nah, he'll the get your project some sales i mean um you know that's the way i look at it somebody's gonna buy that thing right yeah they got but, it I mean, I mean
3: again people bought those blots or blutes or whatever so people will buy anything you bought a digital kitchen
0: you're right. I did buy a digital kitchen. Um,
3: it, I, I bought rugs that turned into a floor that turned into a, 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 a punk again of a punk. Like
0: they went up to point oh nine and now they're back space. down to point. They went up to point oh nine and are now back down to point oh one. Yeah, like I, I, are I they back down saying, that
3: low well already? Yeah, yeah,
0: man? yeah. They dropped again. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Desil was like, "Those things are. Those things are shit. They're not worth anything." And I'm like, "No, man. If you look at them, like they went up to point He's like, "Holy fuck, really?" I'm like, "Yep." And then sure enough, just plummet back down to point 0.01 I'm like oh, I'm
3: waiting for him to get great. to like point 005 to sell and send the project <laughs> to the rotten moon for all of you.
0: <laughs> Nobody will buy. Um but yeah man, so that's what we're going to do with uh with the the next season of four things. Um we have an episode or a segment coming up with Brian McCarty. Um, anything that I do to set up that segment, by the way, if I talk about how it's the beginning or the end of this the episode, or just don't listen to me, I'm an idiot. It's just a, it's just a segment. So, um, I'm not going to go in and edit it, but, uh, but just know Brian McCarty is, uh, is coming up. Um, great, uh, great photographer. Um, he actually hit me up with some emails recently where he has his first, uh, foundation piece, I believe. Ready to got go. one. Sure. Yep. And he is, um, I think he has his first piece ready to go uh, very soon, and it has a great story behind it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ruin it for him, um, but just know that everything that we talk about in this segment, this segment was recorded with Brian probably like three weeks ago. To be honest with you, yeah, um, you, you've had this one for a bit. Yeah, I've, this one's been held off. Um, I've, I had a few episodes of more things, and then to be honest with you, bro, this is the first time that I've been in this fucking scene, like this NFT scene, where like I've actually been able to be a fan. I, like, I, feel I really enjoy, I enjoy NFTs and like, I enjoy the technology behind it. I enjoy the art to a degree, like for each project or whatever, there's certain things that I could dig about it or whatever. This has been the first time where, um, with the, with the devils project, the Jeevil's project, the evils community, all that stuff that I actually feel like I can, let my guard down a little bit from like the podcast me um and like the kind of like what I what I feel like is like professional me or whatever what I have to do here to just be able to just be a fucking fan of the art and the artist and the community and the people that I'm getting to know and shit like that so your memes recently
3: of of the g-balls have been amazing well thank you I I love that you've been letting (laughs) loose with those
0: I've I've been I I try not to flood or whatever and uh, like Sig was saying he's like he's like you're old school like you was saying I was old school and I'm like I I guess so yeah but like I I feel like a lot of that stuff like especially with the with this project like that's what they work for you know what I mean it's like I, like I'm ready to do a dead president's meme I don't know like it, it just it makes sense to me so well, you
3: ain't never got to worry about flooding because I guarantee you I'll flood it way harder than you will so
0: well I <laughs> if, I appreciate if anyone's it.
3: gonna get yelled at for for, for spamming uh, kid eight chill stuff it's gonna be me.
0: Right. Well, uh, well, yeah, that's, so I've been doing the, uh, the memes and stuff like that. Cause those are fun. I got my iPad or whatever. So I've just been kind of hanging out and doing that yeah, you've stuff. You've been
3: making me chuckle a lot lately. I, I, I got to give you props.
0: I appreciate it, bro. Um, I'm going to keep, uh, I'm going to keep doing them. Um, just cause they're, they're just fun to they're do or fun. whatever I gotta get. <laughs> like, Wait until you got an orange mask crew, right? What's up? You got an orange mask crew, right? Like all, all orange masks. Oh like, like, yeah. All, yeah yeah my, those my, that's about to be that's about the that's about to be the full Knicks starting uh starting lineup plus the bench
3: i'm buying up every orange and orange mask with white uh ec and a few other ecs in hopes that one day kid will buy one off of me for an obscene amount of money i can finally get my comeuppance
0: that's funny um yeah so i'm I'm gonna be doing some Knicks ones as the uh the nba season goes and stuff like that like just kind of um i don't know man i I will say uh, the two months that I had the uh, the devil um, that I had locked up in my possession, I didn't really go in the uh, the devil's chat. Um, I didn't really hang out in the Discord because I don't hang out in Discord. Like it had nothing to do with like, oh, that's the kid eight one. I'm not going to go in there. It's Damn, just I'm not a Discord guy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm I'm not a Discord guy at all. But um, I'm over the last thanks to that Discord, but. Yeah. Over the last week or so, I've really been trying to stop in there more or whatever and trying to get over like the natural anxiety of like me fitting into like new groups and shit, which I fucking naturally hate in my life. But, um, but you know, I'm, I'm in there and everybody's been very welcoming. Like, uh, I, I hung out with, um, I saw Dex, uh, like at the, at the board ape thing, uh, recently and, and saw him face to face and that was cool. And he's been cool as fucking there. Um, everybody's been cool in there. So I, you know, I have no complaints or anything like that, but it's not a personal thing that I wasn't in there before. Um, but now that the project has been launched and there's stuff that I can kind of meme and stuff that I can, you know, have some fun with or whatever. It's fun to be able to get into a project like that and actually feel like it's not just going to get fucking rug pulled tomorrow.
3: It is the, it is the one project that I I haven't like frantically watched the floor on
0: it's beautiful. Like we know we're good.
3: Like, I frantically watched the floor, but because I want to buy more, not because I'm like, Oh no, I'm right. you know, I lost this much in value. Like, no, it's just like, Oh yeah, that's a steal it. You know,
0: this no, I, I, I love the fact that I don't have to watch the floor. Cause like, I know we're good. Like I, yeah. I, I can speak from firsthand experience that, you know, like I said, my devil went from 0.3 to a 25 Ethereum floor or whatever. And that didn't just happen because, you know, because everybody just decided that that's what it, you know what I mean? Like, that happened over over two, three months worth of time, work, um, effort, artwork, you know, all that shit. So he's only powder, ever in mean. the right his community. Yeah, like he's never. And people could be like, "Oh, you're you guys are dick riding." Like you guys are, you know, like you're you're being naive. He's not blah, blah, blah. I am. straight up. Yeah, no, no, he is. But um, no, people <laughs> can say that. People can say that. But I'm like, yo, point out one time where this dude said that he was gonna do something and he didn't do it. Or point out one time where, as like a collector or whatever, like we weren't we weren't hooked up in some way, shape, or form for for collecting and holding, um, and and I don't think there. I, I think he's I think he's done just fine. So I do also, hope. That, go ahead.
3: I also get that the if the term doesn't welcome wanting to be called it, but is there something wrong with if you get a really good a really cool gift from a really dope community, and then that gift goes up to being worth twenty five thirty ETH? being a dick
0: rider of that of that community. Yeah, right. Well that's exa- and that's the other reason why I don't like, have a problem uh, doing know, it. No, I don't know. No, maybe, I'm paying, maybe I'm... I've seen things that make me a believer like that's exactly it is I'm like, yo, like I, I'm, I'm like the first hand like, yo, this dude won a uh, giveaway earlier. Um, and, uh, and I don't want to not get his name or whatever. I don't want to call him this dude because I've been, his name is, uh, acid tech. He's, uh, on Twitter and, and he's been very supportive of like the, the Givels and like the community and shit like that. And, um, <clears throat> he won a giveaway and, um, and he got a Jeevil and he hit me up and he was like, yo, I won. And I'm like, oh shit. And he's like, yeah, like fucking crazy. Like he's hype, right? And it turns out um, I had talked to him before and I know he's from Mexico. And um, I'm not counting his money or anything like that. But like I was talking to him and, you know, and, and I, I, you know, I, I think that he was saying to me, like, this is life changing for me. And I'm like, I, I believe you, bro. Like, trust me, if there's one person that understands like, what yeah. you're going through right now or whatever, it's me. Like I completely I was literally understand. there months ago. Yeah, I said. I said I was there three months ago. I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, I know the feeling you're going through right now. Like, I don't know if this is going to be the same story in three months or not. But if you know, just sit back and enjoy the ride, bro. Like, just hold and just fucking enjoy the ride and just be glad that you're part of the community and that you're around the people and shit because it's a bunch of good dudes. Like, this that's is the
3: thing. more than betting on Kid Eight. I'm betting on Kid Eight. I'm betting on that community. That community is filled with so many great guys. Milo, Fishy, yep. Sick. Fishy yep. given uh, Sigmod a G All on on drop like there's just so many great guys like Kid Eight great artist great dude but the community around it also is just filled with so many great people. It's. it's
0: I wanted to say to that I wanted to say that in the in the Devils Discord the other day, but I couldn't find a way to say it without I don't want Kid Eight to read it and be like, oh, so y'all are trying to steal my fucking project. But I wanted to say like. I feel the reason why I think that the devils should have like a committee vote for like, um, the winner of, of like an art contest or, you know, whatever else, like, is because it's not just because like, oh, well ha ha ha, we have devils and you don't and blah, blah, blah. I honestly think like when you look at Sig, when you look at, um, Denzel, when you look at, um, uh milo when you look at fishy like when you look at uh myself even at this point like when you look at the different evie, guys fan evie yeah man and there's tons of them that's like my, evie, my like man I'm,
3: right there and i don't want to leave anybody give him, out. him and choke him and Choke, Choke get a an- shout out. Choke's
0: another one. Like, yeah. um, like all, all these dudes that are in there that, that are contributing. So many slept on great
3: accounts, great artists, great dudes.
0: That's that's what I'm trying to say is that they're actually like good people, but they're but they're dope creatives. Like they're like a lot of them are like artists in their own right and shit like that. And like they have their own personality and shit like that. And we all kind of bring something into the fold. I feel like and I like I said I got to add myself a little bit at this point, and I feel like everybody kind of brings something to the table. That makes them a little bit different. And like, if you look at a lot of these projects, whether it be like the elephants or the the sewer rats or just any of them, they all have. It's it's not just like one person. Even if it's the one person with the great art, they all have a team around them that usually consists of like four, five, six, seven, eight people or whatever. That even if they don't have roles known to like the the people in the chat they're very active being around and stuff like that. Like, you know who they are. Like, you know that they're a part of like the, the community and in that way and contributing and shit like that. And they almost become like um, part of the part of the project in their own right. You know what I mean? Like they almost become like a part of a personality of the project. I mean, and I feel like
3: that part of punk success at this point is that their collectors became celebrities in the space right
0: exactly right which then
3: right. led to punks becoming more valuable because the celebrities in the space all owned punks like you i not commun- like kid-
0: board, I don't board like-
3: apes are the same way
0: I don't want kid to hear this and be like, yeah, so you guys want to be celebrities, huh? And it's like, no, 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 no that's not what opposite. I'm saying. I
3: think it's quite clear. I want the opposite, please.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. I know. But what I'm saying is, is I think everybody has the potential to be in their own way. And I think that when you have a project and like people are looking for, you know, people come into that chat all the time and say, well, what's the marketing plan or who's the, who's the group or who's this or who's that? Oh. And it's like, I think we know who the group is at this point. And I think we're establishing, we're kind of figuring it out. Like all of us are kind of like contributing where we can contribute and shit. And I think that as we go forward, I'm interested to see if like that becomes a more prominent type of thing where it's like if everybody just kind of falls into line like that. And then eventually the, the room, like the Jeeves room kind of looks at us for the decisions as as even like a group. And even if we don't sign up for it that way, you know what I mean? because i think that's already what happens.
3: It, it's kind of like a de facto way like that right now. yeah. mhm.
0: Uh-huh. so i got to
3: give one more shout out to hd designs. i don't think that dude slept for like 96 hours there after drop. That's You're just talking about all the great members in the community it just reminded yeah. me. That dude put so much work in.
0: No, cannas so another one like cannas um, another one. Like there's so many and that's what i'm saying is like everybody finds a way to contribute or whatever and i feel like it's really in hard Cause usually what happens is like two or three people step up and like they become the contributors and everybody else is like, I don't know, y'all got this or whatever, but like, that's not the case at all. Like everybody's stepping up, like everybody's like, some days might be a little bit more active than other days or whatever, but like, that's the way, that's the way it should be. And like, and I hope the kid realizes that he has a group around him in, in the devil holders that are, a really stable group of dudes. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just like there were a bunch of super fans and shit. It's like, I think everybody's willing to kind of help and contribute where they can to, to, to push this thing forward if they can. And
1: that's,
0: that's one if, thing if I genuinely, help, you know,
3: that's one thing I genuinely pick up on, on that community and that discord in particular, they're all artists who you would, in theory are all competing with one another, right. but they all want nothing more than for all of them to succeed together. They, I can't, like anytime one of them drops they're all hyping each other up giving them feedback giving them props they're yo, you all technically competitors and they all love each other and want each other to thrive and succeed it's a beautiful you know thing
0: you know what's really fucking amazing is that kid put out the challenge for this uh for this art um like the derivative contest or whatever and like mm-hmm. again i've been in this scene now for like two and a half three probably like probably like three and a half months now and um i've seen a lot of projects put out the same type of thing where they they say yeah. we're doing a competition. Blah blah. I already blah. know where
3: you're going with this, and I, I, I saw the same thing.
0: Yo, I'll see like five, six, maybe like hit my timeline randomly or whatever. Like just just something spread. And I understand I follow a lot of gevs or whatever right now, but like yo, I'm seeing literally every day I'm seeing like ten to fifteen submissions or whatever that are that are like quality ass submissions that would uh, yeah, easily not crush. Not yeah, lifestyle. really. No, no, not, Real not like my stupid memes Real and shit artists. like that. Yeah, exactly. And they're really fucking good. And like, it's crazy that Kid did that, you know, with his project in the first week or whatever, because that just goes to show how much potential is really there once other artists pick up on him, once other, um, you know, what's other people, collectors and stuff like that pick up on him. Like, we've we've hit such a small percentage, I think, of people that are going to be into Jeevals and Devils that like, it's it's fucking crazy, and I think stuff like that, like with the art contest or whatever, it just proves it.
3: I love checking the ether scan and watching every day, seeing the 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 wallets holding Gvals just go up and up, just adding new people every. It just makes me so happy.
0: It's funny, for we uh, for
3: kid, for my invent like I just love like uh, more people are just like I remember when I got my first Gval or when I learned I was getting my g-ball I was Like yo, that's an exciting moment. Well, any nft that you really like the first when you get your first one it's exciting
0: I feel bad i uh, I posted two earlier because like me and my boy are trying to liquidate two to be able to to kind of level up a little bit you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I and I posted at the floor because I'm like well if we post directly at the floor like there's no way we're gonna cave the floor like that's impossible like it's just two fucking jeevels or whatever you yeah. know what I mean yeah the floor is now down to point four.
3: <laughs> so it
0: appear it appears we completely crushed the floor with uh with, with the two that we posted so sorry kid
3: all right um, I'll, I'll sell one for 0.35 and send this bitch to the moon let's go <laughs> Let's <get it. laughs>
0: um no i uh i i think that i think the project's gonna do fine i'm not worried about the floor i'm not worried about any of that shit i think that um all these are gonna end up like i i know the feeling that i had when i wanted it evil like I remember the feeling that I had when I didn't have a devil I remember the feeling that I had when I got one. Um, that that message that I got today about his first Jeevil and how he felt like D- like well, this when isn't I see like someone a,
3: say they got their first Jeevil. I get so happy. I go yeah, I go they're, and, and they're comment hype. every time. Congrats! Welcome to the family. Yeah, that's and they're hype. So you know like, what I
0: mean? And like, and so that's what shows me like this has staying power. It's not just us. It's not just a crazy group of twelve you know, people in a, in a discord chat or whatever. It's like, you know, it's a lot more than that at this point. It's up to what, 4,000 individual owners or some shit like that.
3: Uh, I, I haven't, oh, wait, I think I got it pulled up. We are at 3,308.
0: Okay. So you I figure smother. that's, what's really crazy is like, even if the, even if they go on a run right now, you know, Kitty announces something, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, Even if they go on a run right now and everybody that owns one goes out and buys one more, we're pretty much done. Yeah. Like we're pretty much sold out. Like everybody just has to go out and just buy fucking just basically, well, two more at that point because it's uh it's 3,003. But like, if you don't think that people that own one, aren't going to buy two more, you're nuts.
3: There's only 2,484 left for sale
0: wow oh,
3: little fun fact so
0: no so that's even yeah that's even more so what i'm talking about where it's like if everybody just went out and bought one more basically then the then then the shit would be done and there'd be no one there not on the market. it's so. only
3: 800 under one eth
0: yeah so we'll um we'll see I'm what i was going to say earlier is i'm really hoping that kid is going or willing to collab with other artists for airdrops for us That's the, I'm not like the guy who's going to push the airdrops and be like, when are we going to get airdrops, bro? When are we going to get airdrops? Like, I'm not doing that. I'm just saying that I know his shit is dope. I know that he has, you know, some artist homies and shit like that that he can link up with or whatever. And like, I feel like with airdrops, like we could get some really fucking cool airdrops if, if he went that route.
3: I hadn't even considered some of that stuff. Yeah.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like, I
3: don't know why I had zero, like there's always been the lore to evil. I never right. really cared. For something about these, these G-balls, I'm like, yo, I want I want the story. I want the comment. Right,
0: right, right, right.
3: Like, I want to know and what's going on. Like, I don't know why. I don't know if it was the website. Like, something drew me in this time to the actual story. Like, yo, all right. Tell me, let's go. Give it well, to that can. and
0: that's where I guess I'm interested in how much of the story he has planned or developed and how much he wants to bring people in to develop the story or how much, you know what I mean? I have no idea. Like, I know he's very protective over his character and I completely understand why. The last thing I'll say before we get out of here is the other day I saw, um, or Kid A commented to me, he said, um, I just don't want somebody to take my my uh my my project basically and have a rapping baby have the first ever rapping baby in the metaverse or whatever and i was like oh shit like now it makes sense to me so like i understand where he's protective of it and i'm com- and like i'm I'm completely like 1000 percent on his side over that shit but i'm just wondering like how much of it he's he's looking to control himself and how much he's willing to like bring other people in to contribute and it's not, i'm not talking about myself like I, I said this in the chat too like I'll contribute wherever he wants or wherever I'm able to or whatever. But like, I'm willing, I'm wondering if he's willing to bring in a team of like four, you know, creative writers or whatever, or some shit like that to be able to develop like a a large scale, you know, project or whatever based around the storytelling of it. You know what I mean? Or if he's just going to sit home and get drunk as fuck and just write cool shit about it.
3: Honestly, I have no idea. I could see it going either way. Mm hmm. Because I do know he's he's openly said that he's very protective, and uh, again, like you said, rightfully so. And yeah, I get it. He doesn't want to just bring many people on, but I think he also realizes that he's at a new level now, where
0: that's what I that's what I'm you, hoping he can't I'm, do right. it all
3: himself. Right, like, you've that's already I'm, seen I'm him on Twitter asking for an illustrator, asking for looking for a social media, like right, like, asking I, for somebody I'm to do I'm the, the GTA way. stuff. I'm a control freak when yep. it comes to my stuff, not anyone else. Yep. I can care less but anyone, I'm not a control freak. at that way, but when it comes yep. to my stuff. It's my I'm baby the, like even if it's I'm garbage even my pro those shitty profile pics like at the end of the day it's my baby
0: Is that why you haven't seen like me ahead
3: No no not at oh, all. that's okay. uh that, that that's just been uh just busy and
0: I'm just making sure smoking
3: too much weed if I'm going to be completely Completely,
0: it. yeah yeah I understand
3: you know after a long hot day at work I got to stop smoking like three bowls right back to back to <laughs> back so I can get something productively done
0: At least this time you did the podcast while you did it
3: Oh, I chugged two energy drinks, which I never do. I was like, oh, this is a... This is a this ready is to go. The last two, I felt like I was dragging ass a little bit because they were so late. And, well, I mean, the G-Val one like, is understandable. It was such a hectic day. Well, that one... Yeah, that it
0: one I emotionally felt bad because I didn't give you a chance to really talk during that one very much. But I was so no, excited like, to talk to Fishy. I
3: had a chance to talk. I was just, like, so emotionally spent and tired and more just actually just was enjoying listening to Fishy also. Like I've talked yep. to you, obviously you too, but I've I've spoken to you before. That's the first that's the first time I've ever talked to Fishy. So I was like, I'm just gonna let him go. He also seems yep. way smarter than me. So I think feel like people might can can actually maybe learn something from him.
0: Yeah, no, I was it was great having Fishy on. I'm glad that I got a chance to talk to him. I'm glad that we got a chance to touch base and um, yeah. hopefully he'll he'll come back on sometime. Um All right, Denzel, uh let's get out of here. Um, I would I would tell him to Tell you where to find him, but he doesn't want you to do that. So it's just at, at and Denzel, then his name, but only yeah. if you don't
3: like me. Oh,
0: only for the haters.
3: I got enough fans and followers. I don't want any more. Only check the out, haters.
0: Check out Hip Hop Bodies. Uh, it's a project with um, with Ren One and Night Owl and uh, Dennis, uh, Toy Soldiers and Brain Vomit, um, who uh, killed it. Um, everybody killed it. Everybody brought their a game, um, except for Denzel who brought no game at all so far. Um, so hopefully by the time you hear this, uh, that will be up and you can go over and bid on that for point one. uh, is where I'm starting the auctions and Denzel doesn't know this yet either, but, uh, but if you win the Denzel one, you'll get a, uh, another random piece, uh, airdrop to you. Um, Oh, sick. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I just signed him up for another piece. He doesn't know it, but, sick. um, you're not you're not a real artist though so you really can't get mad about it. You know what I mean? Like no, if you were a real artist I wouldn't have done that but because you're not a real artist you can't get mad.
3: And about I don't want to be I, I, I like that
0: I, That's what I mean. I have to do I have to keep Is doing that, that, that you shit.
3: treat me the way I clearly want to be treated.
0: Yeah, I have like, to do that. I'm joking that. Like, about I'm,
3: myself. I'm saying I'm an idiot. Tell yeah, me I'm no. an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> when I do something dumb, don't be like, "Oh, it's okay. You're going to make it. It's going to yeah. come back around." No. Nah, slide in my DMs and be like, "Bro, that was stupid."
0: Yeah, I told I told D straight up uh recently. I was like, "Bro, you can't make any more decisions like this without at least hitting me up first. Like even if I, if I don't reply or whatever, like then you can at least say like, "Well, I hit you up. You didn't reply." But like you can't sell a, a Debo for 6.9 and the and the height of the hype. Like it doesn't work like that. Like that's not how this game goes. So, um you know, I, I, but then on the other hand, I really but try. It's all like,
3: love and friendship. Like I said, it like, is. I don't it really stop is. being 1000%. mean or malicious. Like don't, don't give G a hard time for saying this. This is no. what I want. This. Yeah. I come, like I said, I come from New Jersey. <laughs> it's this, is how, this is how we are friends. We it really is. It, it, chops, it, it, you give yep. each other a hard time, yep. especially when they fuck up, when they're down, you kick them unless they're really down for the That's count. That's what I'm saying. Kid, like,
0: kid's not, kid a is not from the UK. He's from the East coast. Like I like, oh, yeah, he's yeah. so he's, UK. He's from the East coast. And, and that's exactly it. So that's, that's the same thing that I have with D or whatever. And like, there are times where I kind of feel bad about it because I'm like, maybe I'm being a little bit too hard on him. He's probably having an actual rough day or whatever. But, um, but at the same time, like, you know, it's something. Yeah, the just,
3: other, the, the other day was actually my only first real rough day.
0: Yeah, that was,
3: and that, that will I really don't even think it was that rough of a day. Like I said, I don't drink energy drinks, but I was so fucking tired. I chugged one. And drove home and then I got that news and like, I was like jittery and like my mind was racing. I was all <laughs> over the house doing like a million things already. Like I was in some weird, weird headspace already. And then I saw, I was like, mother. And like, again, that's exactly what I knew was gonna happen. That's what I signed up for, day one.
0: Like, that's what I was gonna say. That's exactly what so, like, I was gonna I, say. Like, and that's, that's why that, I'm like, yeah. no, something was just yep.
3: off that day with me because like that one really did affect me. And that was the one yeah, that sort affected me yeah. the least. By far. I, I
0: said the same, bro. I said the same exact thing. I was talking to Eddie about it afterward because Eddie Eddie had called me. We were talking and he brought it up and he was like, um, he's like, oh, did you see uh, at least you're having a better day than Denzel or whatever? And I'm like, yo, <laughs> I'm like, you know, but I was like, yo, but bro, you know what it is though? I was like, he knew it was coming, like he sold it, like he knew that it was gonna sell for, for more than reason. what he like, sold, sold it back it to kids him. Like so he
3: could put it on where he, he put himself it.
0: through this whole thing. So like at that point, like you can really only blame yourself and like if you're and and I know he's not blaming himself because he doesn't really look at it as like a blame situation. So And that's the thing I, just
3: I said it. on Twitter, I would do it all over again, knowing exactly, exactly right. how I felt that night.
0: Just makes you a big idiot like, or, or makes you a really or nice blame guy.
3: Myself. Like I would do every single thing exactly the same way.
0: It makes you a big Even idiot. Or it makes you a really nice guy, or it makes you both.
3: Uh, I think it makes me a little bit of both.
0: <laughs> a little bit of both. Um, Probably more right. of the first one. So, for everybody that's listening, like I said, we've been we've been talking for a while. You still got another segment to go. Um, Brian McCarty's coming up. Uh, check out what he's up to. You're gonna love him. Um, and then flip over, and when you get some time, check out me, Denzel, and Catfish over on the B side. Um, where we're gonna we're gonna we're wrapping up our trip to pol- to podcast Palooza so um, we appreciate everybody for joining us uh, again my name is GM um, you can check out the the Twitter page it's at four things podcast um, you can also hit me up on email if you want to four uh, things podcast at gmail.com you can drop stuff in my wallet but don't do that thing that they did with uh, with digital art chick or whatever where like she was all she got i don't know i don't even know what the fuck happened but somehow she got ripped off by somebody giving her an ethereum i don't i can't I need to keep pay up closer
3: with, attention to what's happening in this space
0: i can't keep up with any of this shit anymore because like, i all
3: i can really do is keep up with my mentions at this point because like that takes all my time
0: yeah yeah, yeah. no I, like, I don't even
3: know how like i miss missed like every news story every good drop like i have this space is just going too fast and there's too much it's a very weird
0: thing. Some they, they dropped her some monies from the blutes or something like that. And then I, I don't know. I I can't I'm I'm not gonna even bother explaining it because I know somebody's gonna be like, You you're an idiot. You don't get it? Look, I don't know. I just know that she according to her, she got given an Ethereum, and that was the way that they, they scammed her. So anyways, um, drop something out there, in my people. wallet if you want to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, drop something in my wallet if you want to. Don't drop anything like that. Um, and, uh, stick around for, uh, for segment two. And, um, we'll see you guys over on the B side as well. Uh, and, um, of course next season, um, 16 things we'll, uh, we'll be at it. So, um, we'll talk to you guys soon. Appreciate it.
3: Trust the process.